What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, and we are locked and loaded for the next two hours. On today's show, the Texas basketball team has opened up its season with a W. Kim Mulkey has opened up her season with a loss. Plus, Steve Sarkeesian gave us an update on the health of Quinn Ewers and started to talk more about this TCU game coming up this Saturday. We've got a Monday Night Football recap. We've got a couple of funny videos to get into, some NFL power rankings, and a hilarious fantasy football trade proposal that I've got to propose to the Buck. Yeah, we've got a lot to get to over the next couple of hours. What's going on, Buck? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's going to be another beautiful, beautiful uh, day here in uh, Central Texas. We get a really nice one. We'll get get ready for some rain later on in the week, but not today. It ain't happening today, my friend. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Let me say good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated, and y'all be safe out there. Amen. Well said, as always. How about the Texas basketball team, Buck? They opened up their regular season last night at the Mood with a very easy 88-56 to win over the University of the Incarnate Word. How about the Longhorns covering in this one? They were 31.5-point favorites, and they won by 32. Not that I care. Or anything like that. Yeah, that's a great team. That's not a good team. Yep, good teams win, great teams cover, right? That's what they say. Absolutely. Yeah, the Texas basketball team, dominant last night. Uh, They trailed 6-5, to like four minutes in, and then the Longhorns went on a 21 to nothing run to take control and really put UIW away early on. Uh, A dominant performance. No Dylan DeSue. He's going to miss the first couple of weeks, if not the first couple of months, for this Texas basketball team. Hell, he might be the best player on this Texas basketball team. But uh, no to sue, no problem for the Horns last night. They took care of business. They looked really good. They were creating havoc on defense. They outscored Incarnate Word 29 to nothing in fast break points. So they were able to create turnovers and then get out and run in the open floor. And it's just everything you wanted to see. The team looked good, and it was a smooth, easy victory to open up the regular season. Well, that's what you want. That's what you want from your team. You, you know, you've got a couple of real stars uh, that are fen- offensively can get after it. But they're not. They're just good athletes. They can play defense too. Not very big, but I guarantee you they can. They they can steal, and then they, in transition they can score off their transition steals. I guarantee you. Yeah, pleasant surprise in this game last night. Caden Shedrick, the transfer from Virginia, actually played for the Longhorns. He did not play in the exhibition against St. Ed's last week. Right. He did not play in the orange-white scrimmage that Texas had at Gregory Gym a couple of weeks ago. And every time Rodney Terry was asked about him, he said he was close. It's not like Rodney Terry was lying, and he's like, nah, it's going to be a few weeks or a few months. I mean, he made it sound like Caden Shedrick was relatively close right. to returning. I just didn't hear anybody say that he was actually going to be ready for last night. And he was, and he came off the bench, added 12 points, uh, a couple of blocks as well. You know, he's coming over from Virginia, Buck. So you know he can play some defense. Oh, yeah. 
And he's got some size, right? 6'11". That's what Texas needs, especially with Dylan DeSue out for the first couple of weeks to months. Uh, they need some size on the front line, and Caden Shedrick is a guy who can provide that. And he uh, he was really, really effective on both ends last night. Well, they, they, I mean, how's he look? Was he move, movement-wise? Yeah, looked Fluid. good. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was clearly on a minutes restriction. Sure. Uh, you know, he he was he played 11 minutes last night. How about this stat line? In 11 minutes, 12 points, five boards, three blocks, three assists, and one steal. Sounds I mean, like an aggressive kid right there. Yeah, if you do that in 30 minutes, that's a great night in college sure. basketball. But, yeah, in 11 minutes, like, they would only play him in what felt like two- to three-minute spurts, right? Like, they would let him go out there, make a couple of plays, then it was back to the bench. So, clearly, there was a – you know, quote unquote, shot clock or pitch count, whatever you want to call Absolutely. it. But you talk about a kid making the most of his minutes. Like that's that's another reason for excitement for this team. The fact that, yeah, Shedrick coming off of an injury that caused him to miss pretty much the entirety of the offseason was able to uh, play the way that he did in such a short amount of time. How the rest of them look? How did uh, Ace Smith look? Ace Smith looked good. 12 points on 10 shots. Um, two of four from downtown. He didn't he didn't have to take a lot of shots like that's. That's a guy you think of what Marcus Carr did for this team where there were nights where it felt like he was shooting 20 times because he oh, yeah. was shooting 20 times. That's Acemas. Like there are going to be nights where Texas just has to rely on Max Acemas to be their offense and he's going to have to go for, you know, 20 to 30 points and he's capable of doing it. Like yeah. he, we all saw him do it at Oral Roberts for yes. a couple of years. Is it Oral Roberts or Anal Roberts? I can't Oral remember. Oral Roberts. Oral yeah. Roberts. Okay. Oral just just want to make sure I've got my bases correct. Yes, you know, we we do have a Bucky's tip for kids coming up in a few oh, minutes, so we need to make sure they are informed of uh, of what's going on there. But yeah, Eastmas didn't have to do a lot last night. It was balanced. I mean, five Longhorns scored in, in double figures. Uh, it Horton, you know, get rid of your it department and bring in it Horton. This kid can hoop a little bit. That guy is transferred in from everywhere. This is, I think, his third stop, maybe his fourth stop in college basketball. He looked good. Tyrese Hunter is back. He looked pretty good. Tyrese Hunter looked like he where he left off kind of last year. It yeah. doesn't look like he's going to have to get going. You know, it's going to take a bunch of games. He looks like he's ready to play immediately. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he had uh, he had 11 points last night. I think he had eight in the first half. He was Texas's leading scorer at halftime, if memory serves. Didn't do a lot in the second half. But, uh, yeah, no, he's – I mean, him, him and Acemas are going to do the bulk of the scoring, especially while Dylan DeSue is out. So – uh, yeah, Hunter looked fine. You know, last year, pretty up and down season for him. But sure. overall, one of the best players on this Texas team that made it all the way to the Elite Eight last year. So good to have him back. And then the uh, Nigerian nightmare, Zarek Onyema, started at center. Because once again, no Desue and Caden Shedrick was limited last night. Onyema's only 6'7", 6'8". And it helps when you're playing Incarnate Word because they don't have a lot of size either. <laughs> they got a bunch of 5'11 guys. Oh, my God. But that guy was a problem, man. 11 points, a team-high seven rebounds, two blocks in 18 minutes. He was active on both ends of the floor. You know how the doctor asks if you're active? Yes. Yeah. Zarek Onyema was active last All night. over the place, huh? He gets to the boards. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was flying to the ball, man. Uh, he's, a, he's a hard worker. You need guys like that on your For team. Sure. Early in the season with a couple of other big shorthanded, yeah, Onyema's going to have to make some things happen for Texas, and he did that last night. So, good moments, man. And, yeah, TJ Ford Jr. is on Incarnate Word. TJ was in the building, the best basketball player in Longhorn history. He was wearing an Incarnate Word hoodie last night. 
Come on, man. Come on, TJ. You're supporting your son over your alma mater? Are you a Texas fan? No, you got to wear your alma mater gear. Yeah, what are you doing supporting your kid? What is he, that's not right. Don't support that kid's fine by himself. <laughs> uh, but that was, uh, you know, one of those moments that make you feel old right there. Absolutely. TJ Ford Jr. in college. That's uh, That was one of those moments for me last night, and I'm sure for a lot of other folks last night. Uh, he came in off the bench for, for Incarnate Word. He's a freshman, so we'll see. We'll see what he does during his college career. But, uh, yeah, easy win to open up the year once again for the Longhorns. Texas has now won 22 straight home openers. They have won 21 of their last 22 season openers in general. And a decent crowd last night. It was technically a sellout. I was there at the Moody Center. Um, Good crowd. Student section was full. Uh, a lot of excitement for this team coming off of the Elite Eight run that Texas oh, it's good had that they didn't March. have it on a Tuesday because it's match in Tuesday. Oh, oh, you're saying the mat game tonight would have prevented oh, yeah, Texas of students from going? I mean, it would have prevented maybe me from going to the game <laughs> back when I was in school. Maxion on Tuesday. Who, who do we have tonight? Who's even playing? Oh, I think it's like Buffalo and, you know, that Buffalo and – or it's got to be one of the Michigans, Western Michigan or – Eastern Michigan or Miami of Ohio. One of those clowns are playing. You know, they always do. Yeah, you're mentioning the entire MAC. So odds are two of those teams are going to play tonight. Oh, my God. You've got three MAC games tonight. What? And then three more tomorrow. They don't even play on the weekends anymore. All of the MAC games. games. It's all weekday. Kids (laughs) Kids go to class on Saturday there. Yeah, sure they do. This is awesome, man. This should be a recruiting tactic for, uh, the Mac schools, you get these standalone games in the middle of the week, and also you don't have to go to class because your team's playing on Tuesdays. That's right. You don't Wednesdays. have to go to school on Wednesday. Wow. You've got any 5,000-unit locks no. on the action tonight? No, I'll be taking whoever's playing Buffalo. Is that tonight or tomorrow? Uh, Buffalo is playing tonight against Ohio U, the yeah. Ohio U that beat Iowa State. This yeah, that's year. who I like. I like Ohio U. Ohio U is a seven-point favorite at SUNY Buffalo tonight. Yeah, but it is also November in Buffalo. Think about that now. What what is beware the Ides of March? What is this? Yeah, we're the eyes of Buffalo and the and the precipitation coming off the water there. It could be could be freezing cold, it could be raining, could be snowing, sleet, the whole works there. They can handle that in Ohio though, right? Like if Texas was going to play there, I'd be a little freaked out about the weather, but Ohio's used to that. Yeah. Well, they got crappy weather too. Yeah, and you've got uh, Central at Western tonight. Michigan, the Michigans? The Michigans. Oh, yeah, that's good, the Michigans. Yeah, you, that, that's a can't-miss game, 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Glad they put that one on a huge network. Uh, and then Ball State at Northern Illinois. Is yeah, your Northern game. Illinois stinks. <laughs> they're nine-point favorites at home. I know, they're not, they're not going to cover that. Oh, man, well, thank you for uh, alerting my attention to – that's where Jim that's where Jim Harbaugh will be coaching after this season yeah he'll be in the oh, yeah. <laughs> you think he's gonna lose lose his job at Michigan and end up at Western Michigan oh yeah to try to make a comeback to Michigan yeah that oh. dude is it that dude's got problems my friend well yeah he does sleepovers with high school kids so we've known about his problems for a long time now but you were talking to me before we got on the air they're they're debating a punishment this year they're debating a punishment this week 
Wow. We're talking about this guy maybe at the end of the week being uh, sent to the bench for a little for a couple games, which involves if it's a couple games. I mean, the third game from this point on, I think it's it's Penn State, Maryland, and then I think Ohio State yeah. to end it out. Man, if they don't get him this week and they get him from Maryland, they'll get him from Ohio State. And that and the commissioner, which is a brand new commissioner, I think is on the board of the you know the college playoffs. He's not going to be there for that meeting tonight. He's going back mm. to 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 visit with Michigan and let them know there's a possibility of their coach maybe having to sit the next couple games out. Man, that'd be the second suspension of the year. How about for- that? Jim Harbaugh, if something does happen to him. Now, the first one was sort of self-imposed, but, uh, you know, Michigan didn't do that for fun. They did it because they were worried about an actual punishment coming down on Jim Harbaugh for recruiting violations, right? That was something completely different than what we're talking about right now. When everybody was was all covered up and inside, huddled inside, that dude was having practices and bringing recruits in. Come on, man. Yeah. And obviously the story now has to do with the uh, cheating scandal with Connor Stallions, the now former Michigan staffer, filming other teams' games and stealing their signs. So and the only one that the only one who wants this thing to play out is Michigan. Everybody else in the Big Ten is saying, screw that. Oh, if they're yeah. cheating, no, no, no. Let's not let it no, we're not letting this play out. We're not letting the NCA get a hold of it because you know what that means. That's forever. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and say no Michigan fan cares if a punishment happens after the season because because they do like you yeah, they do. don't want to ever get punished because, you know, that affects your coaches. That affects recruiting. Uh, that can involve bowl bans like that. It involves my sleeper team. Yeah, you obviously don't want that. But I think most Michigan fans are like, OK, if we're going to get punished, can we do it after this year, please? Yeah, like, that's what they're holding on to. But, but, the, but the Big Ten is going, no, man. No, those teams are going, uh-uh. Nope. Yeah, and they're pissed. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's a weird dude, and he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. So I think, uh, you know, people don't like him already, and then you bring in, like, this level of sign stealing to uh, to the mix. Then you've already missed four games. That's going to piss people off even more. Was it three? I think it was three. Was it three or four this it year? Have, was it three? It may have been three. I thought it was maybe four games. Either already, way. They, the ones that didn't really matter. These matter now. Yeah. Our guy, Ike, big Astros fan, says, what's wrong with sign stealing? <laughs> That's well done. Hey, sign stealing has been going on in football forever, just like yes, it's it been has. going on in baseball forever. But there are certain things that uh, you can't do. Can't and, post up with cameras. And, and you can't get caught. That's really what it comes down to. That's like, do, right. I think, do I think Michigan was the only team doing this? I mean, maybe they were doing it to a more extreme level than anybody else, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if there were multiple other programs across college football doing some sort of filming during games, but you just, you can't get caught. Yeah. I mean, when the kids are putting up the movie stars pictures, I'm sure somebody's going click, click with their, you know, with their cell phone. I'm, you know, I don't know if that that's stealing signs, but if you've got a camera and that thing is on and you're sitting at the 50 yard line on both sides and you're moving around and people are, and, and this dude's probably wearing Michigan gear. I mean, really? Just don't get caught, man. Like, the Astros had a whistleblower, and that's how they got caught. And that's why everyone hates them, you know? In Michigan, they got caught. Like, they're not alone. Does that mean if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying? Well, I mean, cheating and sports have been synonymous since the beginning of time. They go together like peanut butter and jelly, dude. So... Yeah, I'm not saying everybody is cheating, but people are always looking for competitive advantages. And oh, oh, of course. I mean, like I said, if a scout goes to a game, if that scout doesn't come back with 
those boards that the kids put up for changing plays, I'd be pissed. Yeah, they got to do yeah. something, right? If you're sending people to go scout, that is their job. They're, they're looking for something to give their team an advantage, but uh, it's against the rules to do what uh, what Connor Stallions in Michigan allegedly did. They don't even – nobody cares about a legend anymore. The whole Big Ten, except for Michigan, is going, no, they did it. I've seen that guy at the games before. Oh, that yeah. guy's been around a lot. They're guilty until proven innocent. That's right. When That's it comes Michigan. to stuff like this, yeah. That's just uh, that's how it works. Hey, um, what happened to your girl Kim Mulkey last night, Buck? Boy, did they take a beat down! But you know what? She was dressed to the nine. She's so smooth. She's silky smooth. I think she's been going to La Fitness. La Fitness? Yeah, isn't that what it is? It says La L A, doesn't it? Yeah, it's L A. What? Are you sure it's not La Fitness? It says uh, La. It says it right there on the big sign. Law yeah. Fitness. You're right. It, it, it could be Law Fitness. Uh, yeah, she go. I mean, she's been hanging out at Law Fitness. And is, look at that outfit. What My is goodness. that, dude? That thing's got doesn't that doesn't it have like cards and jokers? She looks like the Joker. Yeah, oh, they I'm were. Sorry, Kim. No, no, no. You oh. are devastating. You're devastating every grown man out there, and even some kids. What do you mean by devastating? They're they're they they want to be they want to be next to her. They do? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. There's, there's nobody even next to her in this picture. They're all standing behind her because they don't want to mess with her. Well, they don't. You definitely don't want to mess with her. I wouldn't want to be in that locker room after they got beat by 15 last night. Mm -hmm. She's still your crush, huh? She's. Oh, I'm crushed. That's exactly right. I would wear that outfit if she said, hey, come hang out with me. <laughs> you would wear that women's suit i mean it looks like a bowl of lucky charms on it with all those look at that that thing's got dice on it yeah, yeah dice big, cards big unit picks with that on can you imagine that i would come on this i'd come on our show here with this on this channel with that outfit on giving my five thousand unit plays right there dude i'll pay you a hundred bucks <laughs> if you wear this i don't know where you even get that like i don't know where she got that from her haberdasher made it it's got <laughs> it's got hearts and cards and horseshoes and oh it does it's got everything poker chips and dice and all that to lose by eight there by 14 to Colorado last night. Oh, the Buffaloes beat them too. Yeah, wow. the number one team in the country, the defending national champion LSU Tigers got uh, beat pretty good by number 20 Colorado and Coach Prime. Is Dion doing women's hoops now too? No. 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 But they put a beat down on LSU. Can you imagine what she said to those young ladies after the game? Can you like? Would you like to hear what she was saying in the locker room to them? No. Wow. She scares the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> I said it before. I'd rather be in a dark alley with Ray Lewis than Kim Mulkey. Like I'll take my chances with a known murderer than I would with <laughs> Kim Mulkey. There's not a human being on the face of the earth that scares me more than the one looking at us right now. Seriously, even Madonna? Madonna doesn't scare you as bad as that? No. Wow. No, 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 no. All the plastic on Madonna, that, that doesn't scare me that much. But this one right here, I mean, I've seen the way. Well, she, she's been to La Fitness. She's been to La Fitness, which I, I guess is Spanish translation <laughs> of L.A. Fitness. Yes. According to the book. Uh, yeah, no, it's like. Literally anybody in the world. OJ, rather be in a dark alley with OJ than with Kim Mulkey, man. I've seen the way she yells at her players. I've seen the oh way she goodness. harasses the refs on the sideline. 
I ain't messing with her, man. There's that's a terrifying person. Yeah, she got some flesh last night after that game. Those girls were like, "Wow, do we do we go to do we go to now? They're in Vegas. Do we go out and be caught out in Vegas, or do we get just go back to our hotel rooms, get ready to get back to back home? Oh, you don't get to celebrate after a loss, right? Not with her, you're not. Like maybe Colorado went out and partied a little bit, although at, they were at practice probably at midnight last night. Those girls, yeah, they had to do a shoot around after the game or something wow. after after losing one time. So, uh, yeah, not not gonna talk a ton of women's basketball on this show, but uh, whenever Bucky's crush shows up with an outfit like that, we've got to discuss it. Yeah, What's Big Shaver's got to start dressing up a little bit more if he wants to really win. He needs to get. He needs to come out of that. Get out of the men's warm-up suit and start dressing like that right there. You need. You're saying Vic Schaefer needs to be a cross dresser for Texas <laughs> women's basketball to be better. <laughs> no. That's just, that's literally needs to have a dasher, man. Dude needs to have a dasher and get him in some gear. So some he needs real a, gear. a male version of this suit. Yes. Even when they're not playing in Vegas, even when they're playing at the Moody Center, especially at the Moody Center. Come on. Just I, like somebody from Queen or something. I mean, really. I don't. I don't know if he needs to do that. I don't think that's what. Yes, dress up like somebody from the Gene Simmons. Dress up as a Kiss dude or something. Ugh. You know, we're gonna have to see Kim Mulkey again next year when Texas moves to the SEC. Oh boy! I was really excited that she left Baylor and took the job at LSU. I'm thinking, no, nah, we never have to see her again. And then, boom, we're walking back into the lion's den. She gets there in year number one and wins the national championship. Uh, year two. Year two. How about but that, though? Still, yeah, still ridiculous. She's awesome, man. She's one of the best coaches in college basketball history, men's or women's. She's a freaking beast, but she's the scariest human being in history. <laughs> like, uh, uh, there's no how mass murder. That- hey, how about her on the plane seeing that mf over there and her saying that? How about if she had that outfit on and she was on that plane? Would you then get off? You'd get off in midair. This one? But I am telling you right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. That's great. The Kirk Cousins, he was the guy. He he was the guy on the plane. Leave, Leave her alone. Have you uh, have you ever met Kim Mulkey before we get to your tip for kids in the car line? Have you no, ever met her? No, I would be I have a crush on her, but I would be afraid to meet her. I would start crying if I saw her. <laughs> She'd make me bow down. Get on your knees, peasant. Oh. I'd be like, please don't hit me. Don't slap me. <laughs> so you're scared of her too. I am scared of her, yes. Oh, your crush. That's you're what makes it so crush. fun. That's what makes oh. it so fun. Oh my God! We got to get you in the same room as her at some point. She, oh, God, well, there she is having the time of her life. Kim yeah. Dwayne Mulkey with uh, the ridiculous suit that did not work because her LSU Tigers lost to Colorado. She was overdressed for that gig. She was uh, overdressed and underprepared. I yeah. guess. Wow. For that gig. All right. It is Tuesday morning. It is a little after 820, which means it's time for another one of Bucky's tips for kids in the car line. Brought to you by our good friends at Relax the Back. They embrace that holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle based on 35 years of proven expertise. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. Kids in the car line, and maybe even for you, BK, do this. 
dance like nobody's watching, but text and email like it could be read in court one day. Oh. Be, care be careful of hitting sin. You know what I'm saying? I dance like nobody's watching all the time. Just me, myself, and I doing some outrageous moves and things like that. But when it comes to texting and email, make sure you do it like it could be read in court someday. Mm. Now, yes, you know what I'm saying? You're saying don't send nudes? That, uh, yeah, don't do DPs. Don't send those. Don't send anything that's going to come back. Dr. Pepper? There you go, Dr. Peppers. Don't send Dr. Peppers. Mm. Don't do that. Don't put yourself out there like that. And just think about it. You know, as you get older, when people start asking you about a job, they start checking some of the for your references. They start getting back to some of your text messaging and people sending your message to them. Don't lose a job because you hit sin over something stupid. Yep. That's cost a lot of people their jobs. Yes, it has. In recent history. I like that. Dance like no one's watching, but text, text. and email like it's going to be read in court someday. Mm. Boy, I hope that's not true. I don't want my text or emails being read in court. No, you no, you, no, you don't. Yeah, I don't you know don't. if it's because they're that bad. It's just because I don't want to be in court ever. There you go. Yeah, I've evaded jury duty my whole life. Me too. Well, I'm not a good citizen, so they've never asked me to come. I've never been asked to come to jury duty. Me neither. What does they that mean? Know about you, they, well, they know you're a terrible citizen. That's all. What does it mean? Tell me what it means. That's it what means, it means. That's exactly what it means. It means you're not a good citizen of the United Sweet. States of America. USA. That's what they're thinking. Why waste their time with you? They're not wrong. I'm just glad that they realize that. <laughs> that's, I thought, I, thought I was going to have to prove it a little bit more or something I like just, that. I just walk in there and say, guilty, guilty, guilty. And they're going, wait a minute, you haven't heard anything. I don't care. Guilty. Mm. I'm like, if I ever got called into jury duty, isn't it how it works? Like they, they kind of weed you out, right? Yes, they, they bring do. a bunch of people in and they try to figure out uh, you know, who is best fit to serve on a jury for a certain case. And they ask you a couple of questions and that's kind of how they determine if it uh, makes sense for you to be a part of that. And I, like, if the first question was, what's your name? My response would be, I hate women. <laughs> that's it. <You're> <laughs> and and then they're going to be like, next. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm out oh, of there. Yeah. Like that's, I, I have zero interest in ever being a part of any jury ever. Not even the OJ murder. I mean, shoot, that thing lasted forever. That would have sucked. How much time those people had to dedicate to that trial? Getting there twelve dollars a day. Is that what it is? I don't know. My wife gets called all the time. She's a good citizen. Me? Yeah. Oh, she since so she's taking on my last name, not so much anymore. <laughs> I've noticed those messages uh, don't come anymore. Yeah. Like, you're married to that guy? No, we're Same not thing. calling on you. Yeah, never gotten the call, man. Like I just. I don't know. I never changed my address when I moved. So maybe that's why they're all, going to like, they're all going to like my West campus college address and all the students who are there now are just throwing the mail away. Throw it out. I ain't doing it, man. If I get right. a call changing my number, tell me what the coach had to say about the injuries of, of, of the weekend. Are we, are we injury free? Are we going to have everybody back for, for this weekend at TCU? That's a good tease. But before we get there, how about a word? Yeah, man. Let me tell you about our experience at Texas Orthopedics. I'm going to play golf today. And if you are seeking specialized, patient-focused orthopedic care, contact Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians, uh, they, they're, they're going to get you 
to understand this. They have surgical and non-surgical care just for you. Also adults and children, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, and joint replacement. I've had my knee replaced, so I know about that joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. Chris Stockton, of course, Christopher Daniel, dedicated orthopedic surgeons right there. Their goal is to get you back in good health and give you that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. Go to TXOrtho.com for more information. Yes, indeed. How about this comment? Wear that mustache to court and you'll get thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably accurate right there. Yeah, shout out to uh, Texas Orthopedics. Also, shout out to our great friends at Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite pest control. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers, 512-670-7808 or find us on the web at Pest Wranglers com. Keep yes, those indeed. pests out. That's right. Keep them outside where they belong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Thanks to our great sponsors there. Quick shout out to 7-Eleven. I'm going to go by there today. Yeah, it's my day. You, you're getting the paper. Yeah, I've got to get the paper. Yeah, that I'm not paying $5 for the Sunday paper. What do I oh. talk about yesterday? I'm going to go spend. What is It's not the New York Times. I'm not grabbing that paper. But you know what? I can get it today for still like three bucks or two bucks or whatever it is. That hard copy is getting expensive. Yeah. Well, nobody's buying it, so they need to raise their prices to make sure that they can well, keep the I can pay on. for it. That's why yeah. I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. God. Thank you very much there, Coach. We might get to see that guy in a couple of weeks. That guy scares me, too. Gundy? Yeah, he's kind of scary. Because his team's playing well, or just him in general? Yeah, I mean, when the sun hits him, he turns all orangey, like, you know, like their colors. Yeah, he's got like a weird spray tan that shows up like yeah, 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 four like Tom games Penders. of the season. Like Tom Penders. He's like the um, the Orange Bowl emblem. You know what I mean? The mascot. Oh. <laughs> Is Mark the, Mangino going to eat him too? The Syracuse Orange, the mascot. Oh, Let's see if I can pull this picture up real quick. I think, I think I've shown you this before, right? Speaking of Orange Bowl and Mike Gundy, have you seen this one? That's the old Kansas coach, Mark Mangino. Come on, man. I mean, that orange looks terrified that he's about to get eaten by that big old coach. He's about to get squished. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pictures ever, man. That's, never when seen played, that's when they played in the bowl game, right? The orange bowl? They, yeah, they somehow they somehow did that. Shoot. Uh, all right, let's hear from, uh, from Steve Sarkeesian, who, of course, met with the media yesterday, as he does every Monday. You asked about an injury update. We'll, we'll start with a team-wide injury update, and then we'll go to the Quinn Ewers injury update. Here, sir. I'd say this. I think the thing that was probably the most encouraging thing for me today, everybody practiced. That was awesome. (laughs) We've gone about a month now or so where certain guys have been out, certain guys have been limited. Um, The beauty of today's practice, everybody was out there. Catalan was back out there. Crawford was out there. Um, Kelvin was out there. Christian Jones was out there. Uh, so that was real positive. Um, naturally, as the week goes on, we're going to have to monitor all these guys and, and figure out, you know, 
who can really contribute to the game and then how much and, and what is that going to look like. But for a Monday, for them all to be out there today w- was really, really encouraging for me. Mm. Did you say Catalan practice? Catalan. That would be a nice thing to see him play again. Yeah, they need safety help. Bad. I know Michael Taff has had a couple of interceptions over the last couple of weeks. Played pretty and, well. And he's doing the best he can. Yes. But he's not playing pretty well. He's been Johnny on the spot a couple of times. I like those. I'll take those interceptions every day. He's catching the ball, right? Uh, The K State DBs couldn't catch last week. No, and 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 they had they had even easier picks than that dude. Yeah. Well, except for the one he was kind of trailing late, and it just happened to pop up in his hands. But I don't care. Some some way somehow the ball seems to get into his hands. Hey, he's he's making some plays for this Texas defense. He's just a little bit limited physically and. We are talking about a former PWO after all. So you, you, you try to avoid playing those guys when you can. Jalen Catalan's a better player than Michael Taff. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody would argue against that. So getting him back. I mean, this secondary is the biggest weakness for this football team right now. It is. Uh, getting as many secondary pieces back as possible could hopefully change that. Yeah, they've got, they need, they, they've got to have some help down the stretch here. Because if any of the ones that aren't good get hurt, Look out. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. The ones that aren't playing well get hurt. Now you're really reaching pretty low down there to, to bring in guys. I mean, they're still playing players that are getting beat in games that are trailing guys, but they don't have anybody, they don't have anybody else. They've got to be down to the bare bones of players right about now in that secondary. Well, the good news is Sark's making it sound like reinforcements are coming. Well, that's a good thing. There's only so much you could do in the middle of the season, right? That's like no. It'd be nice if there was a mid-year transfer portal where Texas could go bring in another safety or another corner to help right. out there. But uh, this is uh, what they've got. This is who they are right now. So PK and Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon, uh, they've got to find a way to get the most out of these players. That was kind of a tease from Sark, though, wasn't it? I mean, the, the first, like, 25 to 30 seconds of that answer were, oh, everybody's practicing, and this is great because we haven't had this. And then he hits you with the – yeah, but we got to monitor these guys over the course of the week to see if they're actually going to be good enough to play. You know, it's like yeah, they girl, what they did is they walked on the field with some shorts on yesterday. Right, exactly. I mean, guys, guys were limited, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, look, obviously, it's it's a good thing if you're seriously seriously hurt, you're not even doing that. So no. the good news is nobody is seriously seriously hurt right now for this Texas team anymore. Uh, that that feels pretty rare at this stage in the season. So that's good fortune for Texas, but. Uh, yeah, you, you assume a few guys were limited. You assume some guys will be game time decisions by the time we get to Saturday night in Fort Worth. Uh, and Sark hits you with the tease, right? You go on a date. The girl asks you to come home. You think everything's going well. And then she's like, yeah, you're not staying the night. Sorry. Like, you, you know, you can come here for a few minutes and we'll, hey, uh, hey, we'll don't stay on the couch and then you're leaving. Don't hit that because my mom's right over there sleeping. She's my mom stayed here this week. And that's what she said. I've had that before. What? I, I've gone on, on those in college where, you know what? Oh, my mom's here this weekend. What do you mean your mom's here? She's staying with me in my at my apartment. Well, I'm not going back to your apartment. I've had that happen to me before. Wait, she brought you back while the mom was in the other room? Well, she brought me back and thought that I wanted to just maybe sit back and watch some TV. That wasn't on my mind. Oh. And this was after the bar. Yeah. Yeah, you know, want to watch some TV that usually leads to something else. She wasn't trying to have lead to something else. I was, of course, you were. 
She so wasn't, the, and her mom was in the other. Was she trying to get you involved with the mom? No, no, no. It wasn't that. It wasn't it? Wasn't that? It was yeah. just that she thought I could be a little more quieter than what I was <laughs> acting like, probably. You know. Oh man, she wanted you to meet the parents already on uh, <laughs> at one. Yeah, go in. Hey, my mom may come out for some milk here in about fifteen minutes. Oh, just be, just be cool. Milk, huh? Yeah, just be cool there, Mister Godbolt. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that, that that's never happened to me. It's happened I, to me one time and one I, time only. I've heard the uh, my parents are in town, so we can't. And I'm like, okay, that's good. No, my mom is like, my mother is staying in this apartment back here where I am. Uh, oh, really? I did. So generally, that would mean generally that would mean nothing for me back then. Like, so okay. You know, I did have this was after college. A girl asked me to go back to her hotel room. She was staying on rainy. And she's like, but my parents are in the bed next to me. And I'm like, what? I'm not doing no, that. No, that's a no. That's a no. The bed. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a bitch. She was at the room next to me. Yeah, bed. Okay. I'm out on the deal. No, I'm out. no. So, yeah, you, uh, you at least made it over there. I, I couldn't do that deal. Gross. All right. Uh, what about Quiers? Well, that was a random sidebar that's there. Right. I don't even know. And we got to that. It's probably my fault. Usually it is. Uh, a more specific injury update in regard to QB. So, uh, like I said, he, he started to throw a little bit last week. Um, he threw again today. Um, to me, it's more day-to-day at this point, you know, where a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, it was kind of week-to-week. Uh, today is more day-to-day. Um, and I got to, you know, I have to continue to see how he feels. You know, ultimately this is a – how does he feel? You know, I can't, you know, that he, the doctors, what does it feel like? Where is he at? Um, I can give my assessment on the capability to operate our offense, but ultimately, how does he feel? And so we'll navigate this week. I see it in Ames. Maybe. One more week for Quinn Years. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, look, that's obviously a more positive update than anything we have gotten from Sark over the last two weeks, right? I mean, it's been week to week, and now it's changed to day to day. So that's clearly progress for coin viewers. Um, and, and that puts it at about a month, then. If it's in names, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, he got hurt in the Houston game, which was October 21st, and the Iowa State game is November 18th. So just about a month. Yeah. That's, that's about as close as I think you can go with that type of injury, really. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have him back this Saturday. I know, but I, I just don't think that's – they're going to they're gonna have to protect this young guy quarterback again this week. Sorry. I mean, I'm not saying dumb down the offense. Don't just – but just – he's got to be better himself. He's had two weeks of real experience of what's going on right now. He himself has to be better. against a team that's not as good as the one he's played over the last two weeks, I believe. A couple, couple of people commenting about the audio. Did that, how did Sark sound to you? Did it sound bad? No, it sounded fine. Huh. Yeah, it sounded perfectly fine to me, too. But a couple of YouTube comments saying the audio wasn't great there. Interesting. We'll work on that. Um, like, just, yes, you got to protect the kid. If he's clear to play, he's not clear to play. And if he tells you that he doesn't feel right, then he can't and it's going to practice this week, and he clearly looks limited. Then he can't right. play. So, 
like all of that has to be considered first. And if any of those boxes don't get checked, then it's got to be Malik Murphy at quarterback this Saturday. But you can't you can't do what you did against uh, Houston, where you just kind of rested some of your players because you thought you were going to win that game easily, and then you had to break the the glass at halftime in that game. And like Jade Barron, the plan was for him not to play because he was a little bit banged up. And at halftime, Texas was in trouble against Houston. And yeah, all of a sudden, the coaching staff is like, yeah, we got to go to Jade Barron. We've got to bring him back. You can't, you can't do that. Like every game is the Big 12 championship for Texas right now. No doubt. If you lose one game, you don't win the Big 12. So every single game is the Big 12 championship for the Longhorns right now. But at that position, if a guy can't heave the ball, if he can't get the ball down the field with velocity enough, he just can't play. You're playing a guy who's hurt, and that's not your that's that's terrible. Coaches just coaches don't want to do that, and you shouldn't do that to a kid. No. No. Who's, who's got a future in the NFL? You can't do that. All right. Well, it's uh, you know, it's the the debate of uh, is 80 to 90 percent Quinn Ewers better than 100 percent Malik Murphy right now? And well, maybe the no, coaching no, maybe. you're just you're just gonna have to continue to baby step this guy. And and I don't know the Manning mandate or whatever is going on, but that guy has to be ready to play this week because you can't go three deep in interceptions with this kid when you're going for a championship. You just can't do it, you, you can't afford to do it. And you're gonna have to rely on your run. And is your running back banged up? I mean, is if Jonathan Brooks is he's banged up because the, the kid blue is going to have to get in there and play. And I'm fine with that too, because you know what we've seen of him over the last couple of games, when he gets in there in that spare time, he should be fine against a team like TCU. But yeah, John, not- Jonathan Brooks is, if he's hurt, well, there's a difference running backs. I, I, I don't let them bail out. I mean, I didn't see enough of him. If he's got a shoulder injury and, and, and he can't take a hit on that shoulder, he will then be coughing that ball up. And you can't have that ball being on the ground. But if he's just sore, oh, I've got a little bruised shoulder. Oh no, dude, you're playing all day long. Yeah. Well, that's it why I don't I don't want to see Jaden Blue, because I'd rather see Jonathan Brooks and CJ Baxter out there. So I mm-hmm. like that's the Houston mindset where ah, it's TCU. They're four and five. They're not any good. We can play our third string running back. And no shot at Jaden Blue. I'm with you. He he's looked good with the reps that he's gotten this year, but he's not as good as Jonathan Brooks. So I don't no. want to just be like, oh, we can preserve Jonathan Brooks for Iowa State I'm and not Texas trying to preserve State. him. I'm just trying to not to get him. I'm trying not to get him hurt, hurt, and I'm trying not to have a ball that lays on the ground because he can't, you know, right. pr- protect the football if somebody hits him like they hit him last week. Well, if somebody hits him like they hit him last week, he's going to cough it up again because that was a hell of a hit in that pileup. Mm-hmm. But that's not – his job is to take care of the football – and if he's at that point where he can't take care of the football or protect himself, you got to watch it with him. I just think he's probably just banged up a little bit because yeah. he played enough in that game. He didn't totally not play in the game, you know, at a point where he, you know, he got hurt n- enough early that he was still in the in the game late enough, just on a particular series where I thought he should have been in the game. He was not because I would I wouldn't have let him out. I'm that kind of I'm seriously I'm that kind of coach, dude. I don't I don't let you out that easy. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean yeah. I'm I'm the worst when it comes to that. You know, I'm sorry about that. I don't protect your your sons out there, moms, but I've had them that looked a lot worse like that that I turned my head or took a deep breath and said, "Hey, you're going to be just fine. You've been working all summer. Get your ass back in there." You By just, the way, I got to win this game. You took I, you I, just took a total 180 there, Buck. You realize that, right? What's that? You just talked about protecting Quinn Ewers because he's got an NFL future, and then you're saying, ah, you know, if my guy was banged up, I no, still. No, I'm put talking him about my, my specific position. 
Okay. Some, so you, some so lame ass quarterback. But don't protect Jonathan Brooks. He's got yeah, an NFL no, future dude, too. Lame ass quarterback. Oh, my shoulder. I'm talking about a running back, a guy who gets yeah. hit all the damn time. You're going you're, you're gonna to have to toughen that out. Mm. Oh, you got a shoulder bruise? Sorry. Yeah, well, Sark, uh, you know, he said that everybody practiced on Monday and he singled out a couple of players and Jonathan Brooks was not in that list. So oh. by all accounts, Jonathan Brooks is perfectly fine and, and is practicing and uh, should be good to go for this TCU Saddle game. Saddle him up and let's go. We're, we're headed towards the championships. Saddle them all up. Yep, I'm with you, man. I, I am with you. You can't when it comes to anybody when, lightly. When it comes to running backs and taking hits and coughing that ball up, I get a little little leery about those guys getting hit in a shoulder when their arm goes numb and that ball lays on the ground and I could have had somebody else in there. I, that's the part I worry about. But I, once again, I've never had a guy who tapped out. I never had guys who missed games. I had some, I had Ricky Williams and priest Holmes and Sean, those guys were tough dudes. Phil Brown, those guys were, t- you know, which had, those guys were tough guys. They didn't want to come out a shoulder. That shoulder would have had to been dislocated or separated in order for those I mean, you'd have to have a real knee problem for those guys. They used to fight at each other to get back in the game. Right. Like on the sideline, oh, I'll take this snap. He'll be all right. No, 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 I'm fine. You know, shoulder dangling off. They were going back into the game. Guys were worried about losing their jobs or something. Absolutely, because I didn't play the old, oh, it's your job. Now, if it was Ricky, it's always going to be your job. The rest of them, if if they went out of game and another guy got hot and the next game came around, I would have forgot about those other guys. I'd say, Man, the last time I saw this guy, this dude was on fire. Get in there. Let's go. Yep. Maybe Jonathan Brooks realizes that he's uh, the clear RB1 on this team. So eh, I could. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know that. That dude, remember, they weren't even, he wasn't the clear number one for the first three games. They Mm. thought the freshman was a better running back. Don't ever forget that, Longhorn fans. Don't forget that deal where they still, you missed some time. They don't know if you're number one. They didn't even think he was number one from the get go. Oh, they think he's number one now, right? Do clearly. they? Yes, clearly. Clearly. He's getting he's getting the vast majority of the touches back there. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they, they oh, forget oh, in a hurry. They're like me. They forget in a hurry now. Hopefully, hopefully Quinn can play. Uh here's Sark talking about Malik Murphy. If it is Malik Murphy on Saturday, uh hopefully it's an improvement from what we saw this past Saturday. Now, the good news for Texas, TCU's defense is a hell of a lot worse than K-State's defense. The bad news for Texas, this is a road game. This is the first road start of Malik Murphy's career, so he's got to deal with a hostile environment. Now, there will be plenty of burnt orange in the stands at Amon G. Carter on Saturday, but uh, it's it's still going to be a road game. Are we going to get the hostile environment deal? Well, this, this one, there will be more TCU fans than there were Houston fans at the Texas-Houston game. So, yeah, this, this will be a, a good environment. And TCU, I don't know if um, – I haven't gone and listened to Sonny Dykes' press conference yet. I don't know if he said anything like Dave Aranda said or like Dana Holgerson said where no, hey, he's, people he's told cool. me we could go 1-11 and 11 this year as long as that one win is against Texas. It's all he good. Say that. No, considering TCU played for the national championship last right. year, I think they had higher it's expectations. It's not like they haven't beaten Texas before. Right, and they've obviously had Texas's number uh, a lot in recent years, including that game last year. But, uh, yeah, look, it will be a tougher environment than what Malik Murphy's had to deal with, obviously, in his first two starts that were both here in Austin. Here's a couple from Sark talking about Malik Murphy. A big you know, point of contention for Texas fans watching Murphy through a couple of games has been his inability to run the football. 
or just his lack of desire to run the football. Like we, we don't even know if he can't run the football. He just hasn't even tried to run the football. So Sark was asked about that yesterday on, Hey, how do you get Malik Murphy to consider taking off and running a little bit more than he has? I think every quarterback's different. You know, everybody's skill set's different. Um, you know, Malik's skill set is different than than Quinn's, which is different than Arch's. You know, everybody's different. And what we try to do is have quarterbacks play to their strengths, um, and we try to call plays accordingly to their strengths, especially early on. And so, you know, I, I don't know if there's been a lot of, quite frankly, a lot of opportunities to where – where Malik could have used his legs necessarily. Um, you know, I, I look at, you know, the, the, the two interceptions, you know, he, he's trying to hit Jonte on a deep ball. He slips coming out of his break, and, and, and he floats the ball a little bit. It gets intercepted. And the other one's on a screen. So neither of those two was it an opportunity to run. Um, and then some of the other areas that he had, I think more than anything for Malik in the game, was stepping up in the pocket and, and not drifting in the pocket and drifting back in the pocket and stepping up and remaining accurate. He's a fantastic passer of the ball. He's got great accuracy. Um, and so when he gets inaccurate at times, we go right back to his feet. And I think he would tell you the same thing, he, making sure his feet are right. So, um, like I said, everybody's a little bit different in their in their their skill set and their strengths um, and like we just try to get them to play to their strengths and then work on those other things while we're while we're trying to build momentum as a player I mean I just move as a natural athlete when he goes back in the pocket when he drifts back in the pocket that's when he's throwing off that back foot no he doesn't climb the pocket well he, do, he doesn't do that he he's either right in the middle of it and he throws and then or he starts to back up in that pocket and he throws off his back foot that's what they need work on that stuff I don't care if he I don't care if he runs or not. I just haven't seen him run. Yeah. I don't I'm not asking him to make quarterback counter. I just haven't seen him take off. I mean, I don't know how many opportunities there were. There had to be at least in two games, there had to be at least one opportunity when Sark says that. I'm, nobody's asking you to run quarterback counter. Nobody's asking to do that with a big kid. I just know this. That big son of a son of a gun, if he falls, he's falling for three. If he just falls down. If he just right. moves, you know, out out of the pocket, up into the line of scrimmage, there's a three yard gain when the dude just falls. I just don't know if he if we haven't seen him run. That's all. I'm not. We're not. I don't think a lot of people are asking about where's your quarterback run. I mean, nobody's going into the game thinking that guy's a runner. I mean, he didn't come that way. I mean, I've always asked. I just I just always thought he's got to be good enough of an athlete that one on one against somebody in the secondary. I'm not saying he can shake him but he can sure the hell run him over. He's right. 250 pounds, six foot six. That guy shouldn't be able to get hit by somebody and go get driven back into the ground. Right. Let him fall for three yards, you know, yeah. instead of throwing a pick. Yeah, I mean, not, I, 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 I it's just not saying he needs to be Sam Ellinger or no. we're not saying we got to bring back the 18 wheeler package no, and turn no. into Tyrone swoops, but uh, he's allowed to take off and run. From time to time. And I, I part of me wondered, and maybe I still wonder a little bit, but hearing that answer, not as much. I wondered if that was a coaching directive. Like, hey, dude, we're already on our second quarterback. Quinn's hurt. We really don't want to be on our third quarterback. Please avoid running at all costs. Okay, well then take that off because please, let's not avoid not winning. We need to win. But so if I, you can take off and get a first down, dude, go ahead. If you yeah. can take a – You've been in that weight room. Hey, I saw that posing picture. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's pose up. Let's have a pose off against Texas Tech when they get here. Quarterback <laughs> pose off. I mean, really. 
I saw those pictures in the summertime. If you're that buff, the hell are you afraid of a 180-pound secondary guy? You're going to run his ass smooth over. Yeah. But I'm not asking to run. I'm not asking him to take off when it's not necessary so that he can get three. Because if he can throw for 12, throw the ball down the field, please, if the guy's wide open. Just hit him with it. Yeah, hit him with it. Yeah. Yeah. Sark's defending his players. He's always going to defend his players. There were multiple times in the K-State game and multiple times in the BYU game where Malik Murphy could have taken off and run. I'm not saying he could have ran for a 60-yard touchdown, but I'm saying he could have picked up five or six yards with his legs, which would have been better than an incompletion or an interception or something like that. So that's what we want to see. I mean, is he an athlete? Is he an athlete? I mean, he's he's athletic enough in a pocket to slide from side to side. I've I've watched that, and I've seen him bail backwards, but – I've seen him move around in the pocket enough that he can take off and get you six or seven yards. And as our guy Jake says, K-State didn't respect him keeping it on the read option at all. That's yeah. right. They didn't. No. There, there's, well, there's, almost, didn't there's almost no point of faking that you're keeping no. it. You know how after a read option, the quarterback will fake like he has it and start to run the other direction? No. Like, you're just run, if you're going to do that, just run toss sweep. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's there's you no point. fake that there. out. It'd be nice no, to have that not, element in the offense, right? Like He's not threatening it, the end of line. He comes. He takes one step and he pitches the ball. He doesn't come down here and threaten the guy. That's no. obviously that's not him, and obviously he's not a runner. So that's fine, Sark. But there's an occasion where some of the worst quarterback, Peyton Manning, took off every once in a while and ran with the football for seven yep. or eight yards. Yep. And like Sark said, I mean, you've, if you're going to be a pocket passer, which is what Malik Murphy is, that's what he was described as coming out of high school, and that's clearly what yes. he is through a couple of games in college. You've got to actually stand in the pocket and throw the football. You can't. Yes. That's, one, that's one of my least favorite things to watch quarterbacks do. And the best ones almost never do it. But obviously guys who are young and inexperienced and or just not that good, which I'm hoping the last one's not Malik Murphy. Uh, it's what they do. They bail on clean pockets. They just they start to drift. It's like stand right. in the pocket. The O-line for Texas was great on Saturday. We've uh, been singing their praises since the game went final. Malik Murphy didn't get sacked. Once he only got hit once or twice on Saturday. So this was not like, you know, beaten dog syndrome to where he was just getting hit a bunch early. And then he just was no. like looking for the pressure because he thought he was going to get hurt again. He had clean pockets, but the footwork, like you talked about yesterday, the footwork for Malik Murphy, yes. it goes awry. He starts to drift backwards. He doesn't. Step in side off. And that's, that's a problem. That is a problem. So if you are going to be a pocket passer, if you're not going to be the guy who starts to scramble and throws on the run, you've got to actually step up in the pocket and make some throws. And Malik Yeah, Murphy he's got to climb the pocket a little bit better for a big guy. Watch C.J. Stroud climb the pocket. Wow. That yeah. dude climbs up in there, and he gets – I mean, he gets he gets hands. He's tall, but he gets hands in his face, on his arm, but he just steps up. He doesn't, he doesn't like to back away in the pocket because he believes in his arm strength, but he believes enough that going forward, his throws are better going forward than going backwards. And I yeah. think this young guy, that's just something that he'll continue to have to learn because if that's what he's going to be, if he's a pocket passer, he better learn how to climb up in the pocket and throw the ball. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So, but I'm not. Uh... I'm not. I'm not asking. I'm not asking the coach give me some quarterback runs on purpose. No thanks. That's when you're asking to get your quarterback knocked out. Right. Don't do that. But be just a natural athlete that when it breaks down and that guy is covered, but there is a slot for you to run in. You know, yeah. I mean. If a guy can run four eight, somebody just says, if he's running four eight, he can get you five or six yards. Let me tell you. Yeah, well, I think that was one of those high school recruiting forty times, which are always overinflated. Like, I, maybe he can, but shoot, if if he could, he would be running. I think. 
right? I mean, not that four eight is is that great, but that's well, Quinn yours is like a four eight himself. Right. I mean, clearly it's enough to, to pick up yards. If you can run a four eight forty, you can pick up yards with your legs as a Absolutely. quarterback. And look, I, you would think TCU's like they've watched film. They're they're watching film right now from Malik Murphy against BYU and against K State. They've seen that he doesn't take off and run. Okay, you can call your defense like that. You can drop extra guys in coverage. You can Absolutely. play man. Co- you can play more man coverage and turn your back to the quarterback because you're not worried at all that he's going to take off and run. So you're no, making you're, right. you're making life way easier as a defensive coordinator if you just do not run at all. So yeah, you've got, all the things you've got are- to run. All the things that we're talking about and all the things that the, the head coach will de- defend his player is the things that some of those things you have to do in order to get to a championship. You're going to have to run. You need to make them think that that if they think that you can't run, you're right. They're going to go into those zones. They're going to have guys sitting in the slots where you've got five or six yards to pick up. They're going to say, well, he's not going to run it. Let's get just a little bit deeper. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a natural thing. Running with the ball for a quarterback is just – it basically is a skill that you learn in high school because you don't get perfect blocking in high school. You don't get a perfect pocket. You know, I guarantee he took off and ran that big son of a gun. I bet you he ran in high school where he took off some and had to run. And then yep. he's going against those little five, eight guys, high school kids. I bet you he ran the hell over some of those. Well, I saw him bumped up. I saw him beefed up. Let's go. Let's go. We're trying uh, to get to Arlington and not just this week telling you man yep and i i wonder if it's injury related right rumors of a back issue for malik now, Maybe that now has that's, that's the it. one that scares me is that back a little bit worse than we think hell he played the whole game right two games in a row yeah there were, there were rumors right. about a back issue before the byu game even so uh yeah i don't know I, he, he could slide maybe sliding hurts maybe that's why we're not seeing it okay uh, run them their ass over then <laughs> that probably he's, hurts more he's 250 <laughs> Uh, no, I know one more from Sark talking about Malik Murphy. Uh, how about, how do you teach a young quarterback to throw the ball away? Of course, Malik Murphy's had a couple of bad interceptions over the last two weeks where he just should have either taken a sack or thrown it away. The screen pass disaster in the fourth quarter against K-State on Saturday uh, helped K-State get back into the game. Here's Sark just trying to Teach Malik Murphy how to get rid of the ball and live to fight another down. The hardest plays a quarterback ever has to make is throwing a ball away. Um, Because you think competitively, there's always a throw that I can make. But quite frankly, the most competitive play a lot of times you can make is throwing that away when you're competing for your team and the impact that it has for your team and earning the right to punt and let your defense go play defense and things of that nature. So it's a it's a big challenge. Um, it's a big challenge to coach. It's a big challenge for the player to understand the value in that. And like I said, I think sometimes you you have to have real life experience to, to understand the significance of that play and the consequence of that play when when you make it and so hopefully um like i said i think that that he learns from that uh and and we we don't you know the the sign of a really good player is that they don't make the same mistakes twice and that they learn from those things and i think you know malik's a very conscientious young man and uh, i think that he'll definitely learn from that yeah and the sign of a a, a sometimes good athlete wants to they want to make it happen but you got to get and, and you don't want people to say, oh, you can't read a defense. He can't go from one to two to his third read. They, he doesn't want to hear that as a player. You don't want people saying that about you. So you, you look, and sometimes one, two, or three, actually sometimes people actually cover all your reads. 
that's when you got to know that, okay, maybe one or two, I can't get to three. That ball's got to go away somewhere. It's got to hit somebody in the foot, hit them in the nuts, do whatever you have to do to a, a lineman coming in here, slamming it to his helmet and pretend you're getting rid of the ball without getting intentional grounding. But you can't take that sack. I mean, we watch NFL guys do it. I watched Dak Prescott do it. I watched that kid last night, Zach Wilson, take a sack. I'm like, dude, you could have got rid of that ball. What do you – you only have so much time. It's the NFL. You only have so much time. So if, if you want to live to play another day, sometimes, number one, if, that, oh, if that's not there, BK, okay, maybe there's something else in the next play. Throw it up in the stands. Get in the pocket or whatever you have to do. Get outside the tackle box and throw it at the first down mark or whatever you have to do. Don't just, don't just think that they're on defense, that they're not going to cover them all. Because once you start doing that, people will say, oh, the kid can't read. He can't read defenses. He didn't get to his number three receiver. Well, shit, some guys in the pros don't get to their number three. You don't have that much time. Maybe uh, Malik Murphy was remembering how K-State had dropped two other interceptions in that game. And he's like, ah, I could throw it to them. They'll drop this one, right? It's not a big deal at all. Dude, I mean, that was it. Some of the – some of the, the, I mean, those weren't hard interceptions. Those weren't hard to make. Those no. guys just can't catch. I mean, yeah. that ball hit them right square in the hands. And that, that the one on the screen, that's just a guy thinking he can make a play. That's, that's a mental thing, thinking I'm going to make this play. And by the way, if you've got to do all of that to get a screen off right there, by the time you do that, get that ball like that, that screen is, is worthless. It's not worth a damn. It's not going to work even if you get it to the dude. By the time he did all that stuff he did and threw it sidearms and low like that, the guy intercepted a BK – that clock in his mind as a quarterback ought to know this play is a screen. Somebody's got that running back. Right. It's not going to work. I right. can't do that. I mean, there were like six K-State defenders right there. You couldn't yeah. even see Jonathan Brooks. No. He, he wasn't even visible. He was like knocked down or something. He wasn't even there. It was literally just like an effort. Hopefully Brooks can come up with it. And it's like what Stark was talking about, right? Like, he, Yeah, he give me a play where it's play. like that. And I see that kid throw it up in road number six. I'm fine. I'm like, great. Yeah. He didn't force that one in. But then some people will say, well, he didn't look to his second or his third read. I don't care about that. I don't want him throwing it thinking he can get one in there and there's four guys there to get on it, you know? Yeah. But he's, got, he's not going to see those other reads if he doesn't climb in the pocket. If he keeps yep. backing away, that first read is going to be his read an awful lot if he doesn't stand tall in the pocket. So it'll then his footwork, and that has a lot to do with it too. He's in, bail, he's in bail mode. But It'll last work. week, but you know what? He, he didn't need to be in bail mode. They didn't put that much pressure on him. No, no, no. There wasn't pressure really at all on Malik Murphy last week. And there's a lot of things that go through his mind too. I got to believe. You know, he's seen he's seen those backup guys come in and play when the tackles go, when Christian Jones isn't playing, when your other tackle, your star goes down in a game. You know who the other guys are. Believe me. So there's a clock that goes off maybe a little bit quicker than 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 usual. That means oh no, they were in on me. But no, Malik, they weren't in on you. You were fine. Just step up in the pocket and throw the ball. Yep. He's he's learning, man. Like yes, it's, he is. It, it's tough. It's tough. You got to balance that it was his second career start with the fact that Texas is nine games into a season in which they're trying to make the college football playoff. But this like is that. a dude that had went on a streak. Once huh. again, in two games, he's had a streak where he threw the ball so well. Or I mean, I mean, when he's hot, it's like when he throws to A.D. Mitchell, when he throws balls to that guy, I feel so confident because I think he has a lot of confidence in that kid being in the right spot. And once again, just like uh, Quinn yours, I don't have to throw it perfect to A.D. Mitchell. He's just going to make the grab. If he, can gets his, if he gets his hands on the ball, he'll catch it. 
I'm not worried about it ricocheting off his hands into somebody else's arms. So I think he has a lot of faith in that guy. And that guy presents a really nice big target for all the quarterbacks. Yep. So it, he's got to still continue to go to him. Jordan Whittington, who knows? I don't know if he even plays wide receiver anymore. <laughs> I think he's just the name. Yeah, the, the the Mitchell connection has been great, but what about Xavier Worthy, man? Like, what Quinn Ewers had great rapport with Worthy. Worthy was having a tremendous season before Quinn Ewers went down. And look, Texas has won these two games with Malik Murphy as the starter. Seeing a Adonai Mitchell play the way that he has has been great. Happy for him. He looks like a, a big time player, not only in college football, but a guy who can make some money on Sundays. But he'll get better at the screen game too, BK. He'll get better. He'll get better at sucking those guys in and understanding. Yes, that screen is open. I can't throw it. That's just a term. Sucking those guys in. Yes, sucking in the defense, getting them close, dumping it over their heads. Yes. What's he? What's he, what's he sucking in now, with? Just a term. Just another football term that has got you going again. Nice. Yeah, but he'll get better. I mean, it's it's game to game. But I, as I said, you, I don't know what the other deal is. I know I can't let my quarterback keep throwing two picks a game. Yeah. No. I'm really trying to win a champ. I'm really trying to get to the championship game. Yeah, I know. It, I, I will say this. You know, once again, Malik Murphy. It's only two starts for him. Uh, four interceptions through two games. That's the most by a Texas quarterback in his first two games in more than okay. twenty years. More than twenty years. So, uh, it, it's been bad. Like, understandably bad. K State's really good. First two starts as a college player. Middle of the season. Not an ideal situation to be thrown into. But uh, it's it's been bad. And it and hasn't been playing complimentary yet. football, right? right? Ha- complimentary football. That's what your defense is supposed to do. Yeah. And, and they did for large portions of the game. Obviously when K-State came back from 20 points down there, it felt like a complimentary collapse for Texas. Like they were all contributing to the, uh, to the comeback a little bit in bad ways, but yeah, no, the special teams has been very good. Yeah. The defense has been very good for the most part over the last two games. So yeah, everyone's picked up the slack, but like you said, I mean, you're, your quarterback throws two interceptions and has like four or five turnover worthy plays every game, then it, it, it could cost you. Thankfully it yeah. hasn't yet. You hope it doesn't, but it, it, it could. So there you go. All right. We'll, uh, we'll get back into some Texas football conversation here in a moment, but uh, some more shout outs to some more of our fantastic sponsors, Buck. How about Dr. Greg Eckert folks? Dr. Greg Eckert has an all-star group of professionals that do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work, and that's restoring teeth. I had mine done in just two visits with the good doctor, and he can do that for you too. But if you're thinking of another way, how about dental implants? How about turning that frown upside down in one day? Leave out of his office that same day with a smile. Give him a call today and find out if you're a candidate for dental implants. Call him at 512-345-3166. Dr. Record also does general dentistry, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, tooth loss solution, extractions, Anything you need to help your dental care, Dr. Eckert will be there for you. Also, dental anxiety, don't get involved with the dental anxiety deal. Believe me, I know all about that. I felt terrible going to the dentist. That's the day I always dread. Now, I don't dread it anymore when I go see Dr. Eckert. Now, it's not the most exciting day of my life, but believe me, they make it a lot easier for you because you're not sitting around the waiting room for hours on end, sometimes 45 minutes or so. A couple minutes, one of his assistants will come back there take you back, talk to you, let you know what's going on. And then you get a chance to talk to the good doctor and talk about what you would like to have done. Folks, I got these pearly whites right here. Just two visits. That's right. I love these teeth so much that when I had my temporaries in, 
I almost said, can I keep the temporaries? He said, no, dude, you got to keep. That's why they're called temporaries. We have other teeth waiting you. Just they're temporary so you can go out in public and not have a little rabbit teeth. So we got that done, and it was fantastic. I love Dr. Ecker for sure. No more dental anxiety for me. But as I said, IV sedation. I don't care if you have to get your teeth clean. Oh, look what it is. I'll be wearing that today. There it is. Oh, man, oh, man. Brain Vault is awesome. Wait till you see me, my pictures of me in Brain Vault at the first tee playing golf today. That's right. I'll be wearing the lower. You know, there's an upper and a lower. I still can't believe you're wearing a mouthpiece to play golf. Hey, I'm going to do everything I can. And if, if grinding my teeth, you know, when I get ready to hit it 360 is a deal, I need to loosen up a little bit, maybe only hit it 340, then I'm going to use Brain Vault. 360 feet. Let's uh, let's clarify. There you go. Here's the upper. Yes. There's the little lower guy. I'm going lower guy today. Just like that, you pop it in, it's all good. So you'd be able to call out signals if you were the quarterback? Yeah. Not a problem, right? Can you even tell I'm wearing this right now? Nah, no, I know, you, I know your voice, so yeah, I can tell a little bit. A little bit but of a lit, but not bad. No, 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 but... Like if you were doing cheerleading yells and screams, go go back there and put your cheerleading skirt on and come back with your pom-poms and do, there you go. That's it. That's it. Do your go YMCA team. bit. Do your YMCA bit. Well, I'm not a village person. <laughs> I ain't acting as those dudes. Come on. Be one of those dudes today. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Come on, man. Nothing wrong with that village. I was always people. the construction worker, so I'm cool. Oh, you dressed up as a village person? Oh, everybody had to dress up at one time like one of those dudes. Come on. I wouldn't do the Native American dude. You know, I was I was the construction worker because I had all the gear because I worked at Bethlehem Steel. Remember? Good to know you wouldn't do the construction workers. <laughs> that's, that's good to know right there. Yeah. Love look, brain ball. It's a dangerous job, man. We got to be protected. You know, I got to listen to Trey's dumbass every day. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that, true. That really hurts my head. Some of his takes feel like I'm getting a, a concussion just by listening to that dude. So. Well, Brain Vault is absolutely fantastic. If you got a son or daughter, any of your kids, or if you're a golfer like me and you want to bring that to the course and see if that works for you. But the young ladies that are doing this cheerleading practice, you know, they get everything. It's nice on the day that they cheer, but they've got to practice all week long too. They take some hits. They take some elbows. They take some slaps across the face. It's not always slamming your head onto the turf or to the ground. But, boy, they take elbows and everything else that wow. involved in that. So They showed us a video of a cheerleader just getting decked. They were trying to lift her up, oh. and she just got clocked by someone's elbow. Man, and that's, the, that sound was awful. Yeah, I got the upper one in. A little bit more of a lisp with the, uh, upper. With the upper one. But, hey. I mean, there's high school kids all around this city wearing those right now. Yep. Got to get it. Got to get it. And, by the way, it's 100% right now. Nobody who's worn that has had a concussion. No. How about that? A hundred percent. It's awesome, man. Yeah, we uh we got hooked up with our own custom mouth guards from our friends at Brain Vault. Shout out to Dr. Record. Shout out yes, to Brian indeed. too for making that uh happen. Yeah, pretty badass, man. Pretty badass. So put me in, coach. I won't throw that uh that screen pass that Malik Murphy threw last week. No, you don't want to throw that low ball that you don't even see the receiver. All you see is six other guys. Now let's uh, let's go ahead and call plays that uh, are ten yards and in, you know, because I don't know if I'm throwing it very accurate beyond that. Hell, I'm not sure I'm throwing it accurate from five to ten yards these days. But uh, yeah, shout out to Brain Vault. Shout out to Doctor Eckert there, and also shout out to our man Tom McKay over at AV. 
Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. Scientific data proves it. Size does matter. The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678 or on the web at avconsultations.com. And I'll be having myself some Olipops today when I'm thinking about on that golf course, thinking about having uh, ice cold Coca-Cola. I'm not doing it. I've got some Olipop here. I'm going to get those babies nice and cold so I get that nice soda taste without mm. all that sugar. Yes. Yes, indeed. I'll have my brain balled in and I'll have my Olipop today. <laughs> it's on. It is on. See, the Olipop on the golf course makes sense because it's, uh, you know, you're drinking a soda that tastes great but is actually good for you. So that's a normal thing to do. But the mouth guard on the links, one of the Texas cheaters going to swing his club out of anger or something? You put your jaw in the wrong position. When you start grinding down on your regular teeth, have that the mouthpiece that is already fitted for the way you want your jaw to be on contact. As I told you, my contact on a golf ball, it's incredible. It's like a 250-pounder hitting a 160 guy. Guy 160, that's right. And I don't want to be grinding my teeth, so I want my teeth to be in perfect position when I make contact with that. That's right. I'll be hitting Nikes. No, I don't hit Nikes. I hit Titleist. That's right. Nikes mm. are the ones that are they go in the woods automatically. But I'll be hitting. <laughs> oh, it's Nike's fault? Yeah, it's Nike's fault. It's not mine. It's because I hit Titleist. The reason I hit Titleist is because, you know, I am, I'm contractually obligated to use Titleist balls. I'm sorry. I just can't use any balls that I find. Yes. Who's My contract? Spot me. I'm Nike sponsored. Come on. Oh. I mean, title is sponsored. Yeah. Mm. So if I get caught using a Bridgestone or something, I'll get in trouble. Okay. Well, yeah, we won't tell anybody then. Well, you don't let anybody know that. Yeah. I'm sure, you, sure you've hit a couple of Titleists into the woods too. Every once in a while, but I generally hit them straight. I just don't hit them far. Yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd kill for that game. You've got the old man golf game right now. Absolutely. and I would, I would love to have it. I would absolutely love to have it. Shout out to them. Shout out to Centex tickets as well. If you're looking for tickets to Texas at TCU, yeah, even though it's a road game, come on, they still have tickets on site right there at CentexTickets.com. That's where I bought my World Series Game 5 tickets. Yeah, baseball, football. I guess baseball is over. Hockey. So I'm buying baseball tickets right now. Hockey. If you want to go to yeah. Vegas, if you want to go to Vegas to a hockey game to see the defending champs play. They're really good, too. Or you can watch the Stars and hope that they – get to the playoffs this year oh come on stars oh been, i'm sorry there's been one of the best teams in the league this year and they oh, made it to the conference finals last right. year vegas beat them yeah vegas beat them in the conference final yeah en route to the stanley cup vegas is awesome uh i don't know if they've lost a game in regulation yet this year they're like way better than what they were last year when they won the freaking cup so they're a problem Boston's a problem. The Bruins beat the Stars last night. Oh, they're regular season champs always. Yeah, they, they did that last year. Best record in regular season history, and they choked in the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, no one's going to buy into what they do no. at this time of the year. But, uh, yeah, and as our guy Rodney says, F1 in Vegas. Oh, yes. Maybe Kim Mulkey's sticking around with that outfit. Maybe she's staying there for that. Yeah. Any any sporting event, any concert, Broadway show, whatever, they've got your tickets on there at sendtextickets.com. A uh, couple of videos to show you, Buck. 
Oh, boy. We'll start with one from Monday Night Football last night. This was on the Manning cast. Do you ever watch the uh, the Manning cast on ESPN, too? Every once in a while I do, but I, I don't – that's not that's not my favorite. So it's Peyton and Eli Manning hosting yeah. their own broadcast. You know, they're, they're giving their commentary on the game, and a big part of the Manning cast is interviews, right? They'll bring on sure. you know, current and former football players, but also celebrities from all sorts of different – Oh, they had the Terminator on last night. They had the Governator on last night. Wow. Or the Terminator, whatever you want to call it. Arnold Schwarzenegger was one of the guests – on the Manning cast and I can't play you this whole thing, but uh, take a look at something that happened during the uh, governor interview last night on the Manning cast. All right. Welcome back. Oh yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon yes. right now. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ar- Did you see that? Is that a donkey? That was a donkey. What is he doing with the, all right. Welcome back. Oh yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon. Yes. Is that his, or is it his, is it his pet? Is it Bren? He's feeding the donkey. Why? He's also, he's also making like sex noises. Too. <laughs> why, see, that's what I'm, why the sounds? I'm, I wasn't, I was okay with the donkey, but I was, the sounds, why going, oh yeah. All right, welcome back. Oh yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon. Look at Peyton's face. You see his face when he says, oh yes. He's like, Peyton, what's going on there? Peyton's in disbelief. <laughs> watching that but yeah i mean a donkey's feeding the donkey on the in his house in his house yeah that's clearly inside and then also what where's the other hand why, why is he making those weird noises all right welcome back oh yes and let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon right now arnold schwarzenegger arnold arnold why do you have that animal in your house why are you making those sounds too? Why are you feeding that animal? It looked like a cupcake or something. That that should be eating that. Where's some corn or some uh, a carrot? Why is he eating like a pastry? Why is that thing having pastry? Is that what that was? Yeah, it looked like a pastry, like a cupcake. I'll pull it up again. Let's see. All right, welcome back. Oh yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon right now, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ar- oh, you got to see it from the beginning. Look at that from the beginning. You'll okay. see. All right, welcome back. Oh yes. And let's Yeah, I saw it on I saw it on TV. It was like a cupcake. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I, you can't see it in that cut right there, but What in the hell? I was uh I was at the UT basketball game, so I didn't see this in real time. Wow. I just saw it on X after the game was over. Um what? What is going on there? Would you would you want a pet donkey? No, no. My neighbors have they've got my neighbor, you know, my neighbor right beside me has chickens and huh. now they've got a couple little goats. And now, of course, now my dog thinks they have to, that the dogs have to herd them. So they stand over the fence barking at them all day and all night. Oh God. And they've got turkeys and they've got four cows, but no donkeys. There's, there's some down the street here that I'll pull over to the side and go feed, but I give them a carrot. I don't give them a damn cupcake. I'm going to eat that cupcake. Yeah, I give it to the donkeys. Are you kidding yeah, me? give away the crappy vegetables. Ain't nobody wants those. You wants gotta, carrot. Yeah, the cupcake. You gotta, you gotta keep our guy Jason. Yeah, says the donkey wasn't disturbing, but the moaning was very <laughs> Aggie-like. <laughs> yeah, donkeys eating Arnold's carrot. Mm. I don't know what's going on there. That is, it's more like a pack mule. I won't know. I. Did I you call your I, wife a pack mule. Yeah, she's she she can still she's she can get she carries a lot, man. She can carry a lot. She's she's very very physically 
kept it. Do you do you feed her like that and make no. sounds like that? Don't play those games, mm. Arnold. Don't God, play those games. So like, I don't have much experience with donkeys in the first place. Well, what, but did they, what did they say? What did, what was his explanation about having that? Is that his pet? I guess. I mean, I you know when you're rich, you just you do weird things like yeah. that with your money. Well, you so. have six or seven different homes, and probably one in Arizona, out in the desert somewhere. You probably got all kinds of creatures going through your house. I'm pretty sure that's not like in the middle of L.A. That's not his L.A. place, I wouldn't think. I, I don't know. Why not? I got to believe donkey shit is really hard to clean up. You know, sort of like the Delta Airlines. I mean, I'm not doing that. <laughs> the Mannings are a gift that keeps on giving, man. Wow. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just thinking, God, if, I was, if I was stoned watching that, I would have been so confused last night. My God. That's uh, what a story. What a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The gift that uh, that keeps on giving. So random. And it's in the house. Yeah, I'd be terrified if that thing no, shat in the house. I know. If I could see if there was gates and fences around and he was doing it outside. That's in his office. That, that thing's saddled up in his office somewhere. Oh, what the hell is Arnold doing with that thing? I need to watch the Manning cast more, I guess. If we're I know be this. Getting... If it's like that donkey that I saw out at Lost Pines in that little corral, that dude, speaking of packing, he is packing now. And that having that thing on top of laying on sitting on your lap there, you got to be careful. Donkeys have lots of tools. They've got girth and length. Where was this? I'm just saying I've seen I've seen a donkey that had himself exposed in a corral. And man, that thing was dragging the ground. So what is Arnold making all those sounds about? What's going on there? We can't see what's going on on the bottom half of that donkey. We're going to have so. to investigate that. Oh, you were staring at a donkey's I wasn't nuts. staring. I dro- You can't. Dude, it was like a python on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Length and think, girth, huh? My goodness. And you just kept looking. You couldn't look away. I one of those. I, no, I kept driving. No, and I didn't hit a tree. I didn't drive off the road. I'm were just you, like, that's for real. Were that's you moaning like, like Arnold was? No, I wasn't making sounds like Arnold. Arnold is making sounds. I don't know what that dude is doing. All right, welcome back. Oh, yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon. Peyton is like, oh, Peyton is like, this, there's something wrong about this. Oh, my God. It gets it gets better and worse every time you watch it. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, so that was on the Manning cast last night. And how about this? I think a lot of Longhorn fans have seen this video surface from over the weekend. This is uh, an Oklahoma fan in Oklahoma driving back from Bedlam. So she watched her team lose to Oklahoma State in Stillwater on Saturday. And I guess she's either driving back to Norman or Oklahoma City or somewhere. And she stops on the side of the road and sees a Longhorn and decides to uh, go say hi to the Longhorn. And the Longhorn wasn't a big fan of her actions. Check this one out. <laughs> How you like that upside your head? Boom! Boom! Good job, your little Bebo. What were you about to call her? Nothing. I was no, just a. I was. I mean, she didn't have a witty T-shirt on. She had a sooner. At least she had a. She had some gear on, unlike the coach and the player. Mm. Their little witty T-shirts that I don't see a lot of those on on Snapchat, Insta, Insta phone. Or whatever the hell. I haven't seen any of those this week. No, haven't haven't seen any uh, Oklahoma State fears Oklahoma or Kansas fears Oklahoma. 
Yeah, none of that's out there. Didn't see any of that. At, uh, Oklahoma really cared about beating Texas. Oh, they're, they're acting like Baylor. Our one win can be against Texas, but we can lose every other game, and that's perfectly fine. That's, that's what they've been like lately. Once again, Baylor lost to Houston this week. Yeah, Baylor sucks. So I mean, did Houston. Better. But like, it shouldn't surprise you when one awful team loses to another awful team, right? Coach Aranda is going to be available to coach the secondary at places. Don't forget that soon. Well, he'll he'll be a DC somewhere, right? If he loses his job in Waco, he won't have to fall all the way back to position coach. He's he's a good enough defensive mind to where someone will hire him as a defensive coordinator. I mean, he was LSU's DC, and they were really really good. They won a national championship with him as the defensive coordinator. So. He'll get that job, and Texas doesn't need a defensive coordinator right now. They no. they might need a new secondary coach, and they might need a new safeties coach. But uh, now nah, PK is is doing a good job. On I think that. he's doing a fantastic job. I mean, he has been he's been rock solid for a year and a half now. Where he's, I mean, you can't run against him. I mean, it's no. that's got to be that's got to suck for offense. Yeah. No, when I mean, when the when the coaches are in the meeting and saying we're going to run against these guys, we're going to prove it. We're going to prove it to our fans that we can run the ball. You know, I'm just I'm amazed how many people just try to mess with animals like this, dude. I'll show this one more. Th- okay. <laughs> gives the horns down right next to the longhorn and the longhorn just boom. Shifts what does she his think head. This is a dumb animal? Clocks her. I hope she was wearing brain vault. <laughs> no kidding. That's, uh, no I guess yeah, you probably need to have teeth, though, to wear a mouth guard. And I assume because she was wearing an OU jersey that uh, she was short on a couple of chiclets. Yeah, that's mess with the bull. You get the horns right there. There you go. That's what they call Fafo, Buck. F around and find out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that hurts. Was, that's what was going on with uh, with that lady yesterday. Mm. All right. How are how we, how we – um... So Sark gave – he talked about the quarterback. He gave no indication about if, if Jonathan Brooks is banged up. He said everybody practiced, so that was good enough for everybody. Yeah. For the media, that's all you need to know. Yeah. All I mean, I expect Jonathan – like, yeah, Jonathan Brooks was clearly hampered on Saturday against K-State, but every time he left the game, he came back in. So Yes. Is he 100%? No. I mean, most people aren't 100% no. going into the 10th game of the year. But – uh, is he injured to the point where he can't suit up? No, it doesn't sound like that. So he'll, he'll, he'll be good, good to thing. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you got to ride that guy, ride your running game to a victory, especially if it's another Malik Murphy start for the Longhorns. You doesn't have this that that defensive front that they had. Those guys are playing in the NFL somewhere. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, TCU is four and five right now. Uh, we'll we'll get a TCU guest on later today. I know Chip and Zay talked to uh, Brian Estridge, the voice of the TCU Horn Frogs yesterday. Uh, look, TCU was an amazing story last year. They were the story of the college football season. Uh, you know, they were picked to finish relatively low in the Big 12 and they ended up making it all the way to the National Championship game. Uh, they were 13 and 2 in year 1 of Sunny Dykes. So it was an incredibly impressive season for TCU, the, the best season they've had in school history. And they lost a lot from last year's team. So well, most they, people yeah. were expecting them to take a step back. I don't know if people saw them at four and five, nine games into the season. Um, but uh, it's been a struggle. They, they only have three returning starters from offense. Their starting quarterback, Chandler Morris, got hurt a few weeks ago. So they've been on a backup quarterback for the last month and change. The defense has taken a major step back, right? That defense, you think of the Texas game last year in Austin, 
Now, Texas only scored 10 points, and the one touchdown the Longhorns scored was a scoop and score. Like, the Longhorns couldn't get into the end zone. Quinn Ewers did not play well, but really nobody on the Texas offense played well. And a lot of that is just credit to how good TCU's defense was in 2022. It's just, it ain't the same. So well, they don't have Max Duggan and they don't have that running back either. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's, that, those are, that's, those are huge losses on your offensive side. Yeah. Yeah. Massive losses. Yeah. Duggan was the Heisman uh, runner up last year. He was great. And you're at Kendra Miller now with the Saints and D Mercado now in the league too. Uh, they lost both of those guys. They lost some of their top receivers, and they lost uh, a lot back. of the O line too. Yeah, they lost the uh, the defensive back of the year, the Thorpe Award winner. Yep, Hodges uh, Tomlinson. Yep, he's off to the NFL. So yeah, it's just it's a different TCU team, and like this this is a game Texas should be able to win. But uh, TCU once again has had Texas's number in recent years. TCU is eight and three against the Longhorns since they joined the Big Twelve. That so, I'm glad it's not a 11 a.m. game. It is a night game. That the, the night game scares people when you're talking about playing on the road. You're not worried about that? No, I rather I don't. Uh, this group has not for years has not done very well at 11, 11 a.m. games at TCU. Those early games, that's when they, they stay in bed. They haven't done well in any game against TCU. I don't know if it has anything to do with the. Uh, kickoff time it just has something to do with the team that they're playing against like for years it was gary patterson and then up oh, gary patterson's gone and hell now he's on our staff so we'll, we'll beat these guys and then no no not uh, no. not so much last year so texas won the last game in fort worth back in 2021 that was after gary patterson had been fired i think jerry kill was the interim head coach for that's right for coach kill, you're right and that was uh boy texas had a big lead and had to hold on for dear life stop me if you've heard that before uh, big Bijan day a couple of years ago in that win in Fort Worth and Sark's first season. But yeah, once again, TCU eight and three since uh, they joined the big 12. It's uh it's been a bit of a struggle for the Longhorns in these games and a lot of low scoring games too. The under has hit in eight of those 11 matchups, maybe a tip for your cousins out there, but just goes to show you that the TCU defense has had Texas's offenses numbers, yeah. regardless of quarterback, running back receivers, O-line coach, whatever, uh, TCU's defense has uh, has won this battle against the Longhorns a lot. Well, there's a lot at stake for the Longhorns here, so I I've got a feeling that they are they are just in the right frame of mind that they understand what the, what it's all about here. The guy who has to be really in the right frame is the guy who's playing quarterback right now. You just got to understand that everything he does affects the entire team. Yep. And I'm not I'm not saying he tries to throw picks. But he has to understand that everything that he does, a play that he doesn't think may not be that important, like when you say throw the ball away, can have unbelievable consequences if he doesn't do the right thing with the football. So, and the others around him, they have to still play above what they're 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 used to playing, not what they're capable of playing, but what they're used to playing. They got to play above that again this week, and that's going to be next week too. It, it it won't stop until the other quarterback comes back, and even with that dude. We would have been. I would have been worried last week. It didn't yeah. matter if Quinn Ewers would have been playing against K State. I'd have been just as worried about that than playing K State. It wouldn't have made. It wouldn't have made a difference. I'd been just as worried about that group. It would have made a difference in the game. I'm with you. I would have been worried about K State. Oh no, if, they would have won by three touchdowns last yeah, week if he's playing the game. Quinn Ewers, like it, it, he hasn't been the 
you know, least turnover prone quarterback in the world at times this season, but he's not, he's not making those mistakes that Malik Murphy was making. And he's also hitting those open receivers more often than not. He's off with the ball. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, the way that game played out, I think Texas would have been very okay if Quinn Ewers was the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I would have been very nervous even if Quinn was playing against K-State because K-State was really, really good. And that's a solid win for Texas, man. I know there's a lot to gripe about, and it wasn't perfect, and you blew a 20-point lead, and you needed overtime and a fourth-down stop in overtime to get the win. But uh, to beat that team the way that they were playing with the backup quarterback, that's a, that's a solid win. You absolutely take that one. So I still think the head coach still owes another game that he's going to have to call a great game on. I'm not giving him that one last week. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I want, I'd like to, but I'm not. I'm not now when you're a quarterback that the guy you're coaching is throwing it to the other guy. I mean, he's been around for a while. He didn't just come here to campus this week. Right. He's been in your meetings. He understands the game. Uh, a three-year player that maybe hasn't started, but now he's now getting ready to go into his third game. In the second game. No, I'm not giving you the win for the coach on that one. I'm giving the loss for the coach on the other side who didn't who didn't kick the kick the field. It went for the touchdown yeah. instead. That thank you. You should be thanking that dude for going for it. And even better yet, the play call that was about to happen. Yep. So, no, Sark still owes this one. I still have a feeling that's going to happen the day after Thanksgiving. Mm. Oh, you shouldn't need that against Texas Tech. Those guys stink. Oh, they're going to have those extra guys in those suits, those yep. striped suits on their side. Are you kidding me? Your mark will be there with the Buffalo Wild Wings phone trying to call to make, make something happen. There's going to be some weird stuff going on on Black Friday. That we do know. But that's that's the easiest game Texas has left. Now, of course, if Texas loses that, there's going to be some Tech fan who cuts up that quote for me and laughs at me forever. But, uh, no, I mean, that's that's like that's a home game. You should have Quinn Ewers back for that one. Yeah, uh, that's a game the Longhorns should win. Like the, this game and next week scare me a lot more than Texas Tech does. Okay, and they all count the same. You got to win them all to get to Jerry World. That's right. So you know, if if you win these next two, you can't be like, ah, we're good, we're fine, we're going to the Big Twelve Championship game. No, you still are going to have to take care of business against your Mark U on Black Friday. But uh, now these these two road games, especially with the uncertainty surrounding this team starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, way way more nervous about these two right now than, uh, than the the tech game. Are we are we worried about are we are we rooting for Oklahoma State? They play they play Central Florida, I believe. Yeah, Oklahoma State's got a pretty easy path to the uh, to the conference championship game. I think they've got UCF, Houston, and Baylor, something like that. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Like uh, UC, at UCF, at Houston, and BYU is the final three games for. Oklahoma State. So yeah, that's that's probably who uh, you know. If Texas takes care of business, there's a damn good chance that they will be playing Mike Gundy's team, which they're a miraculous story considering uh, where they started this season and how bad non-conference play went for them. Uh, but yeah, like I guess I guess you root. You know, you you want Texas to win out, but also you want the team that they play in the Big Twelve Championship game to be as highly ranked as possible. Sure. For, for the resume purpose. because They've already had – they've got two losses already they're early in the season. Yeah, o- Oklahoma State's not in the playoff conversation, but they're still going to be trying to win the Big 12. Uh, yeah, they're not going to be a, a top 10 team, more than likely, if, if that was the matchup on December 2nd. But, you know, if they've got two losses, they'll be a top 15 team. Sure. That looks, that looks way better because Oklahoma State can lose another game and still make it to Jerry World because they've got tiebreakers over OU – 
Kansas and Kansas State, who are three of the teams that are right behind them. So, uh, yeah, you'd, you'd rather play for the sake of the resume, and whether you think Texas is playing like a playoff team or not, uh, they're still very much in the thick of the college football playoff discussion. Uh, you want, uh, obviously, that resume to be as strong as possible. The more quality wins that you can get, the better. Because Texas doesn't play any ranked teams in the regular season anymore. Like they did last week. They took care of business. Uh, What are they, 2-1 and against ranked teams this year? Let me make sure I got that right. Uh, 3-1 and against ranked teams this year because Kansas was ranked and is currently ranked K-State, Alabama. Those were the three wins. And, of course, uh, the game in Dallas was the loss. So uh, you'd like to make that forward one. You'd like to be able to uh, add to your college football playoff resume with another quality win because these last three games, yeah, they'll be nice road wins, but – I mean, if TCU loses to Texas on Saturday, um, that'll be their sixth loss, and they still have to play in Norman. So that means TCU is probably not going to make a bowl game like that. That's not going to go down as a good win. Uh, Texas Tech, probably not going to make a bowl game this year. That's not going to go down as a good win. At Iowa State, Iowa State's going to make a bowl game, but they're still not that good. So, no, uh, it's going to be the championship game. Yeah, that's, that's sort of – once again, they all count the same. They're all basically conference championship games right now for Texas – uh, but you talk about once again adding to uh, to impress the committee. Uh, not a, not a ton of chances left in the regular year for the Longhorns to do that. So, well, I'll tell you what, it will be something else, BK. If Michigan beats Penn State and they and they get hammered and and they can't play in the college, you know, and and say they lose to Ohio State, even with one loss, you know, of course Ohio State got to do it last year. They won't let Michigan do it. I don't believe. No. I think the conference, I think the committee will say, sorry, cheaters. I don't even know if that has anything to do with cheating. Like, maybe that will be taken into consideration, even though the committee chair last week was like, that's not our job. That's the NCAA's job. Right. I just, uh, like, it, it all depends on what happens across the country. Like, last year, there, there, there was nobody to put in over Ohio State. Like, well, there's got to be somebody in the pack team. You were going to put in, like, two-loss Alabama? Like, they had the biggest argument. You're not putting in a two-loss Alabama team over one loss uh, Ohio State team like that never would have made sense so this year the way it's shaken out with the fact that you still have a bunch of undefeated teams like Michigan if they lose they don't play for their conference championship and their non-conference schedule is as bad as it was I mean they they literally have two tough games this year it's at Penn State this Saturday and it's the Ohio State game at the end of the year like they're not going to get rewarded for that schedule so if everybody else starts losing, then there's a way Michigan can lose in the regular sure. year and still make it to the playoff. But the way it stands right now, I don't even know if it has anything to do with cheating. I just think it's their schedule and the amount of other really good teams around the country. Like I, I think, I think if Texas runs the table and wins the Big Twelve, one loss Texas would get in over one loss Michigan if Michigan doesn't play for their conference championship. I think. I don't know. That's why the resume matters. That's oh, why style points matter. Yeah. But that's that's that, said, that's where I'm at. Somebody's going to pull the ripcord on that deal that's going on, you know, with this this cheating stuff too. Because if every Big Ten school is after them, they're, that, that committee, they're going to be in those meetings and going, you know what, screw them. Yeah. You guys really have been cheating. We, You know, we're not going to wait for the NCAA to prove this. We, we got enough. Might be We've right, seen though. enough, you know. I've maintained that I don't think anything's going to happen during the season, but there are more and more rumblings around the college football world that uh, are saying that, no, something might actually happen. Can you imagine happen. having your coach suspended 
for a second time during this season. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Missing three in the beginning and maybe missing two at the end. Because yeah. they're talking about this week. They're actually talking about this week, that later on this week, which is almost later on this week, you know, them saying, sorry, dude, you can't go to Penn State game. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I just – I don't think that'll happen, but we'll see. I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not a Harbaugh fan, so I'm cool with that going down. I bet Penn State would still lose. Penn State would still lose because it's James Franklin. Can you suspend that guy, Penn State? They'd rather have an interim coach coach that game than their current guy. Yeah, I agree. They don't need Jim Harbaugh to beat Penn State. It's Penn State in a big game. They don't win those. Come on, man. Oh, the Nittany Lions are going to be on fire this week. Come on now. They stink. They may be one of my big unit plays, too. Penn State? That's right. I'm in lose. I'm telling you right. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna lose. You think Michigan with little Rexy Corbin or whatever his name is, Cochran Corbin at running back are gonna go into Mount Nittany and get a win? There'll be a whiteout there. 110,000 this week. Rexy Corbin. Blake. What's their running back's name? Blake Corbin. Cortland Finnegan. No, you're you're getting further away here. You're getting colder. Okay. Blake Corum. Okay, Forum, of. the Forum, the Playboy Forum. Yeah, yes, I don't that, think so. That's it. Yeah, Penn State. James Franklin is uh, three and fifteen against top ten teams during his Penn State career. Wow. One of those came in a bowl game. So two and fifteen in uh, the regular season against top ten teams, and obviously Michigan is is one of those. So you know who wants that? You want you know who wants that job badly? Greg Schiano. Ah, uh, Rutgers guy. He wants that job. He's always wanted that job. He went to Penn State. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Rutgers gave uh, Ohio State a little bit this past weekend. Rutgers is six and three. Yeah, Rutgers? I mean they don't get they don't get punched around anymore. No, Shiano's a good coach. He's not a good human being, but he's a uh, he's a good coach. He squealed. He squealed on Harbaugh. I love it. Yeah, and and didn't somebody squeal on to. on Paterno? Did he? No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that one, kids. Not great <laughs> there. Uh, all right, some love to some sponsors. we got to get some NFL power rankings here today, too. Right, I'm, I'm curious to get the Bucks' top five NFL teams right now uh, after what took place this weekend. Uh, but some love for – who do we need to mention? Who have you not mentioned yet? Colbert, Colbert, BK. Oh, of course. But our good friends over at Colbert, BK, with their seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and, of course, Ram. And we'll be out there for the pregame show on Saturday. And that show starts at 4, am I correct, 4.30? Uh, 4 to 6, because it's a 6.30 Four to six. game. Yes. 6.30 game, yeah, a half hour before the game. We'll be doing a – we do two-hour live pregame shows no matter where we are. We'll be out there at Covert BK. And I'll tell you what they've been doing since 1909. Covert family been selling cars, trucks, and SUVs and doing it greatly, folks. And how about this? They've got Covert Chevy and Ford in Hutto, Covert Lincoln and Ford in Austin. And when you're out there, do say hello to, to Dan Covert. Say hello to Mike, the general manager, Stacy, Jerome, the whole gang. They want to serve you like nobody else, folks. Believe me, they've got cars and trucks all over their lots. They've got plenty of inventory just for you. While you're out there, do check out 86 Service Bays. That place is clean as a whistle, man. When you go out there, it's spotless out there. I mean, I've, I walked through the where they do the cars, where they work on the cars. Those are engineers, not just technicians, but engineers out there working on your cars and trucks. For more information on the great sales that they have weekly, go to Covert BK 
Covert.com, and nobody beats that Covert deal. Not now, not ever. And Dan Covert asked me to give out his personal number. No. On our show. Should I do that? Do it. If he said do it, do it. I'm terrified of what you jabronis out there are going to do. Tell me you want that Jeep that you were driving around in. Yeah, that thing was nice. Yeah, if you're uh, looking for a newer pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, reach out to Dan Covert. 512-993-7628. That's Dan himself. He's ready to wheel. He's ready to deal. Also, we'll talk some Texas football with you, too, if you that want. he will. He's the freaking man. Shout out to our friends at Covert B Cave. Go see them or just uh, check out their website or reach out to Dan to, uh, to get you in a new vehicle. All right. Woods Comfort Systems. Want to give them some love, too. Make sure uh, if something's wrong with your AC or something's wrong with your heat, you know, the weather's been polarizing as hell over the last couple of days here in Austin. Uh, make sure you call our friends at Woods Comfort Systems. 60 years in Central Texas. And now they're doing plumbing. How about doing plumbing now, yeah, too? The, the best quality HVAC and plumbing services that you can find. So, yeah, if something's wrong with the toilet, don't, don't, don't put your hands in the Mother Earth like Buck. <laughs> Don't try to do that yourself, whatever you do. Don't mess with the toilet for no, sure. No, please do not. I might have to call Woods Comfort Systems. I got like, there's just random water piling Dripping up in the, like under my sink, in the cabinets under my sink. Oh, no, you need somebody. No, no. That thing is only going to get bigger and crack more. I don't know where it's coming from. Like, there's no leak. Like, I turn on the sink and I get under there and there's no leak. It's just like on the bottom of the cabinet. It's condensation, my friend. Well, how do I get rid of that? Condensations? Well, condensation, that, that moisture. You know, I know you like moisture, but you don't want it underneath your sink. Or your, you don't want oh. that, wood, especially, especially when you got a wood bottom under there. Look out. All the, all, the, all the stuff that I have under there is getting wet. I don't, I don't know where it's coming from. Just call. Give, give those. Give no. Dave and give Travis a call. They'll get out there and get it done for you. Yeah, I just did. I'm, I know you want to depend on the people that, you, that are at the apartment. Don't no 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 don't no. don't call that don't don't call those folks forget it Mr. Furley's not coming over here to fix that I'm not that's not going to work Sal says check your dishwasher what's up Sal first and foremost and what's Thank up other Sal, Sal? Uh, I, I, dishwasher I don't know it's not it's not by my dishwasher and I didn't run the dishwasher last night it's it's weird like every third day there's just a like pool of water under my sink in the no, cabinet no yep. Yep. So I, I got to call Woods Comfort Systems, I guess, is uh, is what we are coming to here. Shout out to them. Shout out to Altstad Beer as well. The best beer that you could find all throughout the state of Texas. If you were watching uh, Monday Night Football last night, you probably needed some Altstad beer because oh, that for game sure. sucked. Uh, but hey, Texas basketball's back. College hoops is here. The NBA, the NHL, the it's NFL. It's Mac Tuesday. Mac, Mac Tuesday. So many reasons to drink beer and you need the best beer stop wasting your time with the giant beer right now support local all status brewed in fredericksburg and support yourself this stuff tastes great and it's brewed without preservatives or additives or unnecessary sugars so you can feel good about what you're putting into your system all i drink is all stat that's what you should be drinking too one sip and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past it's all stat beer no impurities no regrets no dj i'm not getting wasted and pissing under my sink <laughs> he knows where the bathroom is i do appreciate you asking I believe. all right buck we are now nine weeks into the nfl season week nine wrapped up last night with monday night football the chargers all over the jets 27 to 6 
the final there. I, I, I wasn't going to watch that game even if I didn't go to the UT basketball game. I'm glad I had a reason not to. But uh, going into week 10, I'd love to get your power rankings. Maybe the Bucks' top five teams in the NFL right now. Well, I'm going to start out by saying Kansas City Chiefs number one. Okay. I know they don't have the offense that everybody's looking for them to have, and they're still trying to get the receivers and everything straight now. But their defense is for real now. To go along with, they don't need much offense the way the defense is playing right now. And I would expect expect when it comes close to playoff time, Patrick Mahomes will be in tune to everybody. You know, Pacheco, they're not running the ball real well right now either. But I think this team is, they've got what they really, really needed. Besides Patrick Mahomes, is a pretty good defense all around. So I'm project, I've got them as number one. Philadelphia Eagles, number two. Okay. Uh, I'm still, I, I know this sounds crazy. I'm putting San Francisco as number three because I don't believe they're just going to go in a shit tank. I just don't. I, I don't. I, I, I'm putting them as number three. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, I'm putting at number four. They got enough to get there. They really, they really, really do. Quarterbacks still got to play better in crunch time. The whole the, the offensive staff's got to do a better job. They can't keep getting into these pressure situations down at the end of games and have jumping off sides, getting sacks, just terrible play calling. That's that's the head coach stuff right there. They got too many good players. I'm putting them at number four, and then I'm putting the Ravens at number five. And I may like to flip the Cowboys and make them five and put the Ravens at number four. Yeah, I can't believe you have the Cowboys in your top five, man. The Cowboys, have that, they've got a good team. Dak Prescott's playing sure. really well. Oh, the Cowboys, like they're they're a top ten team, but I don't think they're a top five team. Like, dude, they can't run the ball. They still can't. Tony, yeah. that, they can't run with him. And I didn't understand why they thought they were going to run. They were going to change their philosophy of offense and make that guy their key running back. He's not. He's not that dude. No. They can't run. He can't run up inside the tackles like that. You know, they're and they're getting away with their backup running back. You know what? If they would have, if they would have got during the trade and got Derrick Henry to go along with what they're doing and, and Dak Prescott finding C.D. Lamb and the rest of these receivers now, they would be up in the top three. And they could have got old-ass Derrick Henry as part yeah. of that run game because he's a thumper. Tony Pollard is getting two yards, three yards, and getting rejected. It's and weird. then they don't. Then they just start throwing it. They just give up on the run because yeah, they know Mike, they're not going anywhere. Mike McCarthy, one of the reasons why he got rid of Kellen Moore this offseason was he wanted to run the football more, right? He talked about that, running it more and being a more effective rushing team, and it's not happening for the Cowboys. And they didn't invest too much. I know they brought Pollard back on the franchise tag, but guy's coming off a relatively serious injury, and they didn't do a whole lot in terms of insurance. Like, they drafted Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round. I love the pick, but a sixth-round running back? And then Rico Dowdle? Like, that's that that's your plan? You're trying to run the ball better. You let a running back walk in free agency. You bring back a guy who's super injured who might not be 100% this season, and you do nothing yeah, else. You have an opportunity him. to get Derrick Henry at the trade, trade deadline. You could have made him – you could have made some – you could have you could have sacrificed something to do what you want to do. You want to run the ball? That guy can still run now. I'm not too upset about it because the Cowboys have already given up a lot of draft picks. Freaking Trey Lance. Good move that was. Uh, it's and I just don't think they're like a legit Super Bowl contender, so – you know, do you go all in on this team this year with Mike McCarthy as the head coach? Probably not. They have the ability to get BK. They can win a lot of games. At I know. The end. Well, they win a lot of games every year, but I know I they still won think 12. Be, 
They went 12 in each of the last two. Like they'll, they'll get to double digits again. Maybe not 12, but they'll get to double digits. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're a good team. I just, I don't know. I, don't I just know. don't think if they if they can't run and they're just gonna depend on. I mean, Dax had a couple 300 yard games. I mean, he's he's throwing the ball all around. He's getting it to the right receivers. It's just these organizational things when it's when it really matters, you know. And for even for Dak, when it really matters, what the hell does he do? He doesn't do like Patrick Mahomes does. He's not that guy. He just and then the head coach, I mean, the, the jumping off side, you know, the the penalties that they get yeah. going backwards from the six yard line. There's no excuse for that. No, yeah, that that end of game sequence for the Cowboys was. But it happens every year. It seems to happen every year in some yep. game. Or the end of game sequence just screws them. Yeah, you got to well, get over that. You're saying putting Zeke Elliott at center is not a good move. You're saying was, uh, the play that, that they did the two least, years ago. That was, that was that was the least of the problems. It's an organizational deal, yeah. and you know Jerry likes to make those booming moves at the trade lot deadline and do anything. No. I don't. Did he not see Tony Pollard running the ball? Did he think that that was a good running game? I don't know. I don't know. It's not right now. That's why I don't have I'm the Cowboys. On, I'm on their bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. They're not in my top five. They'd be like eight or nine for me right now. Here's my top five. I got Philadelphia, number one. They've got the best record in football. Uh, I know they haven't been as dominant as they were last year, but they're they're still really, really good. And uh, that was a, a nice win for them on Sunday. Yeah, once got the, the quarterback Ch- gets healthy. Yep. I've got, the, uh, I've got the Chiefs, number two. Okay. I've got Baltimore, number three. I Wow. Like I, you could put Baltimore at number one right now, and I don't think too many Way people to, would complain. I mean, they're, they're just You're right. eating the crap out of teams, right? What they did to Seattle last week, what they did to Detroit a few weeks back. Uh, Baltimore's playing ridiculously good right now. They've allowed the fewest points per game on defense, and Lamar Jackson has been a freaking monster as well. Uh, yeah, that team is a stud. And, boy, Roquan Smith, what a pickup that was for them. That guy is a monster. So Baltimore's number three for me. I'm going to go with Cincinnati number four. They've, they've turned it around, man. Like I know they uh, they get off to that one and three start and Joe Burrow didn't look healthy and people were ready to stick a fork in the Bengals, but uh, they won four in a row and Joe Burrow's clearly figured some things out. And I mean, that team played for a Super Bowl two years ago. They played for the AFC title last year. I still think they're a problem. And then I'll go with Detroit number five. I'll put the I'll put the Lions ahead of the Cowboys right now. You know some other teams that are close, San Francisco, but just at this moment I can't do it. Miami, but Miami's six and zero against losing teams. They're zero and three against winning teams, so I I can't put them there right now. Um, Jacksonville is six and two. They're playing some really good football. Like they're in the mix there too. But Are you put uh, the Texans. Go ahead and put the Texans in there. No, I'm not putting the Texans in the top five of the NFL. And maybe they're. You know they're they're around fifteen, maybe. Oh, they're better than that. I'm looking at ESPN's right now. They got them ranked number seventeen. I mean, keep in mind this is a team that lost to Carolina two weeks ago. I know I know what they did on Sunday, and CJ Stroud's a monster. But you know that they did give up thirty-seven to Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay, and they did lose to Carolina in their previous game. So. Hey, the Texans are four and four. Like they, they won three games last year. They won four already. They're clearly taking strides in the right direction, but they're they're not uh they're not a top ten team in the NFL right now. Yeah, the Seahawks are coming back down to earth. Yeah, that Cincinnati is the one I should have had in there before San Francisco. You're right. Yeah, Cincinnati they're playing really, beat, they're playing they really beat San Francisco uh in 
San Francisco in Santa Clara or wherever the hell they play. Sacramento. Where's the stadium? Where's Candlestick? Is it still Candlestick? Where are they playing these days? They don't play Candlestick anymore. The, the old Coliseum. Where are they? Levi's. Levi's. That's it. Levi's, Levi's stadium. stadium. I think that's it. Hey, um, quick shout out to Great Blue Heron Furniture. Then I've got a there fantasy go. football trade proposal that I've got to mention to you that uh, is making the rounds on the interwebs. Uh, GreatBlueHeronFurniture.com. It's a custom leather furniture company that's been around since 1991. If you're looking for a new couch, a new recliner, a new chair, ottoman, bar stools, or all of the above, look no further than GreatBlueHeronFurniture.com. I'm telling you all, you cannot and you will not find more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture anywhere in the world. This stuff is built to last for decades, not for years but for decades, and this stuff is gorgeous. Just go to their website, greatblueheronfurniture.com. Take a look at what they've got. You're guaranteed you'll probably fall in love with a few different pieces that they've got. It's also custom leather. Like They can, they can do something for you. If you're looking for something a little different than what they've got, they can make that happen as well. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM over there at greatblueheronfurniture.com, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. I wonder if that girl used the promo code HOOKEM when she was standing by Bebo there at the fence. Oh, when she got oh she didn't do oh she didn't do promo code hook him, did she? She got Antonio Brown. <laughs> neck. Sit down. <laughs> she she should have gone straight down to the ground. Yep, I'm telling you, man. I am telling you. All right, here's this uh fantasy football trade here that we've uh we've got to mention. So this All comes right, from said, okay. This comes from Reddit. Familiar with Reddit? Read it, or should I have read it? Uh, Reddit is the name of the website. So is that sort of like it face, face portal? No, it's not <laughs> one of those sites. Facebook, the transfer portal. You combining Facebook and the transfer portal together? I'm just trying to help out the world. You know, there's so many of them. There you go. Well, All right, what do you got? Thank you Reddit. for your service, there, Buck. We appreciate that. Here's a here's a post that was made to Reddit last week. It's involving a proposed fantasy football trade. Guy in my league is three and five and desperate to turn his team around and needs more consistency with running back. He sent me a text saying he wants Christian McCaffrey, but there's not really anyone on his team that I want. I am currently seven and one, so I don't really need to make any changes. He said I could bang his wife one time if I accept the trade and it goes through. Honestly, it's pretty tempting because she has huge yeah. breasts, and I've always fantasized about her. Is it worth throwing my chances to win the ship out the window for a chance to bang his wife? I'm going to say, what's more important, banging that wife or getting that trophy? I well, don't know. Which one is it? That's the question that this guy had to answer because – you know, Christian McCaffrey is uh, maybe the best fantasy football player out there. That guy's a touchdown machine. So you're giving him up for Tony Pollard, who you just dunked on. Yeah, I don't want that guy. But uh, you get to, you know, sleep with the wife. No, you guys will. There, you'll. That, you'll always. Guys will always be in leagues. They'll be looking at each other cross. No, I, I, I. No, I'm keeping my guys. You keep your wife with the big jugs. I don't want to bang her. No. You get to you get to have those bragging rights though forever on this dude. No, not doing that. I'd rather I'd rather have the I'd rather go ahead and 
keep my players. Yep. You keep, uh, yeah. the, you keep the nunchucks, and I'll keep my players. A chance, a chance to win the uh, the fantasy league because there's usually money that comes with that. Oh yeah, there is a trophy that comes with that. But you need bragging to bang his wife. Just go ahead, get enough because you go to Vegas with the winnings. Hey, bragging rights, man. No. I don't know. I don't know. Like there are other fantasy football leagues. This might be your only what chance. That fantasy was Kim Mulkey. Now you're talking. You'd, you'd sleep with Kim Mulkey. You'd, you'd give up your fantasy football championship to sleep with a sixty-something-year-old woman. Kim Mulkey? Yeah. Come on now. Goodness. Do they need the car to go with it? What else do they need? I need to spend more time talking about this tomorrow. <laughs> what All a right. trade proposal. All right, it's 10 o'clock, which means uh, our time has come to an end. I think I hear the maintenance guy knocking on my door, which probably means he's going to be gone by the time I walk over there. He's going to fix that pee underneath that sink. Hey, yeah. can I weigh in on this real quick? Sure. I mean, don't you do Malky for the story? Don't no. you do Malky to see if you can put a couple bruises on her pelvis? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm talking about being the one that gets hurt there. Not, I'm not. Well, yeah, I mean, hell, sometimes I'll, you know, sometimes I get like a fascination about my women being able to beat the shit up out of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put a black jacket you, and a helmet on there. Go, I don't want you to go back in combat mode That's or anything. TMZ no. right here. That's TMZ stuff. Hey, that yeah, that, whole thing, that whole thing about the wife. Now that is fantasy football. He said he's gone. That's that real is fantasy, fantasy football. That he is fantasy football. Right hey, there. look. Now there's a story. Well, there used to be. I don't know if it's still out there, but we'll leave your imagination go to that. Wow. How about oh, that? Yeah. Assault on vet. Well, finish the finish the story, boys. Wow. Hey, uh, Ron, we got Vegas this week for Formula One. Uh, <laughs> no, this week. Next week. The following week, yeah, following man, that, week. Wow. That, that's going to be a madhouse over there, man. I'll tell you, that's going to be something else. Bucky, I want to tell you something. So, I mean, it's been, you know, I've listened to you for a lot of years. And, you know, I've got grown kids, grown daughters in college and everything. Yes, sir. You've always done, you've always done the, you know, tips for kids in the car line. And so, like, now that I, I send that to them. I send that to them. And I sent them the one that you did today. Yes. And, and my youngest daughter is like, that Bucky has always been a cool dude. So there you That's go. That's awful kind. That's awful kind. Go, dance like no one's dance like nobody's watching, but text and email like it's going to be read in court one day. Well, and and a lot of times, I, like today, I include my wife on that family text, and my wife is like, "You need to listen to that last part talking to me." <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, yeah, "Okay, yeah." Yeah, I've been I've been very careful. I've only had one screw up when it come, came to sin, and I was in the radio business years and years ago. I sent something that was meant for somebody else, and I sent it to somebody who was at the radio station. And when I oh, came what? out, do you remember who that was, Brax? And I came out of my came out of the studio, and she was right around the corner. I didn't know who that was. I went around I didn't the know corner. Who sent it. I, was, it was I went around you? the corner and said, "Yeah." I went around and said, "You know, that's not meant for you." She goes, <laughs> "I will have this for the rest of my life." And I'm like, "You don't want to do that." She goes, "Oh no." She lives up in Dallas now. And, and I think her husband's like like a district attorney or something. She's like, she goes, I will have this for the rest of my life. And we were really yeah. good friends. And I didn't mean to hit it. I hit it. Dude, I have been so careful of that kind of thing. But kids aren't careful with that. They just off in the space. Oh. Just go. Yeah. Tell everybody. My son, takes, my son takes his phone into the damn shower. I only God knows what the hell's going on in there. So there's probably a circus of 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 filet up in there. You know what I'm saying, Buck? <laughs> Unbelievable. All Buffet. right, guess what? Slam. Oh. <laughs>